the least smooth transition I've done in a hot minute, but I just finished working out and my arms are jello. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's another technical alpha podcast. I almost closed out the music there, too. I almost made the same mistake I made last week. Mr. Black looks like he is either eating a lot of thick semen or that's yogurt. It's yogurt. Okay, well, that's good. I mean, I wouldn't, adju- I, would, I wouldn't have judged you either way, you know. But you're still on that yogurt kick then, eh? Uh, it's actually my first yogurt in a hot minute. <sighs> Just hungry. Sometimes, you know what? I haven't had yogurt in more than a hot minute. More like five? It's been a long while. Mm. I might have to, next time uh, Next time it's a grocery run, I might have to, might have to get some. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Get some yogurt in the fridge. We've got like 17 fridges in this house now. Shit's crazy. It's like we legitimately have one in the kitchen. The small fridge we started with when I first moved in here, and mm. now we've got a second full-size fridge in the basement next to it. we got fridges Damn. everywhere. Hey. You it's what happens. Mom, mom juices a lot of melons and stuff and uses a lot of melons, and in the fall and winter, we can just keep them on the concrete floor down here, and they stay perfectly cool, but in the summer, no. Hotter than Satan's asshole. It's not, it's not happening. It is... Well, it's I'm in the basement pretty, right now. It's 25 yeah. degrees Celsius, and I just turned my computers on. I just turned on the AC. It's 24. And one second. Close the... Uh, yeah, don't don't cool the outdoors down. Yeah, close my window now because I just turned the AC on. The outdoors not paying your electricity bill. No, I am, and it's not small. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's another Takeoff Podcast. we got another good, uh, great show lined up for you uh, for today. As always, thank you for uh, stopping by if you're new or otherwise, if you don't know what we do here, well, we talk about video games, at least for a good portion of the time, and then we try and talk about movies and TV, although that's becoming increasingly difficult, as Space Godzilla has kind of completely massacred the industry, but that might be coming to a close here for at least a time, which we will, uh, I'm sure, talk about here when we get to that part of the show, but before we get to that, as always... Mr. Black, how was your week? Are we back to saying it was just another week, or did you actually have some other shit go down? Um, it's basically the same as last week. I saw, I saw a hint that you got out. you sold a toy and you got a new toy. Now either you got a really big vibrator, or you paid for another <laughs> fucking uh, a thing that you can you know got wheels and a steering wheel. What what happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I sold my motorcycle. Okay, and I got an ATV. Ah, so okay. I got. I mainly got the ATV because Kayla's always wanted one. She's bugged me for years and years and years. Mm. It's like, nah, I don't want one. Um, but the main, the main, main reason beyond that is to put a plow on the front of it. Come winter time, mm-hmm. uh, that's basically it. So I basically sold my motorcycle. Uh, paid a little bit more. Um, wasn't anything crazy, but uh, paid a little bit more and got the ATV, and it'll be able to have a little bit of fun. Go down some trails. A couple of my buddies have them too. Um, got the stuff needed to put it on the back of my truck so I can, you know, drive it around and shit mm-hmm. uh, the different locations. But mainly have a little bit of fun with Kayla and she she can actually drive it. And then um, 
uh, primarily for plowing the driveway. That's ultimately ah, what it was for. Well, there you go. Yeah. Utilitarian. Keep the wife happy and keep you happy in the wintertime. It's a win-win. It's and a win-win. The motorcycle, the motorcycle sat there for years. Yeah. I bought it in 2014 and it had 1,500 kilometers on it. So like I barely mm. rode it. It's not even broken in. So Did you get a decent price for it? Yeah, it wasn't bad. So I can't complain. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Nothing else crazy this week? Uh, not really. Been yeah. looking at some properties, uh, working out every day, which is good. And, it's fucking hot, uh, bro. It's hot, it's hot as fuck. It's hot, it's hot as fuck. It's fucking you hot. Know, even, even on the bad days, uh, it just turns nice. So like, there's been mm-hmm. a couple of days where it's like, man, it, it's raining today. It's kind of shitty. And then come afternoon, it's like the the clouds open up and then the heat just comes down. And, and the humidity goes through the roof. the humidity roof. just goes through the <laughs> freaking roof, man. It's crazy. I, I'm not complaining, though, man. I fucking no. hate winter. Yeah. And it was a long-ass winter. It just lingered and lingered so bring it on uh you yeah, want to do this for the next four or five months bring it on i'm we ready sk- we skipped we skipped spring yeah. almost entirely yes we went, went winter to summer straight to summer we had three days of spring <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't last very long uh yeah my week was was mostly the same i finished uh eternal edge which was that indie game that the patrons chose for uh for the next review that game is broken as hell um in probably the most broken game i think i've ever played but also not broken in ways that stop like you can't finish it just hella fucking broken Mm. you can clip through damn near any wall you want to if you're good enough at it uh for example the last boss dungeon in the entire game uh has you know there's a boss door with the key you have to go through the dungeon to do some shit you know before you get to the last boss fuck all that i walk straight to the door i cram myself in between the hinges of the door Dashed forward and I walked right through it and I went and fought the boss and beat the game. Speedrun it. Speedrun. I found lots of speedrun strats. In fact, the second last dungeon you can beat, in case anyone's wondering for the zero people that are going to buy this game, you can beat the second last dungeon without one key. You can bypass every single door just by clipping. Wow. However, I didn't absolutely hate it either. It was like, it was a game that did just enough right that like you didn't hate your time it's not a good game it's a terrible game but you didn't hate it that mm. was the kind of game that it was uh so i'll be uh, i wrote the review for it i'm waiting for a nice quiet night when mom and dad aren't watching lost in space until like 11 30 uh and lost then in space. <laughs> and then uh uh yeah and i'll i'll record it uh, record it and get that up yeah they're watching lost in space, like the new one like the netflix yeah yeah, one. yeah. Shot down season one or season two uh, I think they're still in season one because they just started a couple days ago, but they, oh, okay. and you know, mom and dad only have like an hour of fucking night to watch some shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, mom and dad, obviously both vintage to have watched the original Lost in Space. And in fact, yeah. we're watching it on TV not long ago. And so now they've transitioned into the new one. And so that's been kind of cool for them to see something get completely redone. That's, that's uh, as old as it is. And they did a good job with lost in space. I mean, that the, the Netflix show is pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, I haven't watched all of season two yet. We watched the first two episodes, mm. one or two, and then I don't know what happened, but, uh, we watched the whole first season. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. They did a pretty good job. Uh, so this week and every other week, it's time to talk about video games, Mr. Black. Uh, but you know, video game industry stuff first, this week has been a busy week for news. Yeah. Let's let's get let's get the dumb shit out of the way first. Bro, are you seeing this list? 
I'm seeing a list. I have should... front. I have front loaded all the crazy shit first, and then okay. we can. We're, so we're we're not saving it. We're getting right into it, and then uh-huh. we'll talk about some games, and we'll try and forget it ever happened until we go onto social media 15 minutes after this podcast and realize it's still happening. So here we go. First up, probably probably within this, uh, there's only I mean, there's two major topics within the content creation industry right now. The one that showed up on the doorstep uh, that really took everyone by surprise was Mixer. Mixer is shutting down. Mm. (laughs) Came out of fucking nowhere, uh, just like a a diamond cutter in WCW era. Came out of fucking Mm. nowhere. Locked us all up. People were blowing up on stream. My Discord was full of it. Jeff, I'm pretty sure yours is also. I visited your stream. Everyone was like, fucking, oh my God. Everyone talking about Mixer. Yep. And the funny thing is about that is that Pretty much everyone on Mixer, save for a couple of people, like higher up partners, all found out about it at the exact same time mm-hmm. we found out about it. So, uh, via social media. So, what a, a mess. So, the notes I have written down here, and then we'll just, we'll just generally talk about it. So, uh, so, the rundown is Mixer, via social <clears throat> media, said, hey guys, it's been fun, but see you bye. Uh, and that comes July, I think it was July 22nd. I have late July, but I think July 22nd is the official date. It is late July to my recollection. Uh, yeah, the, either the 22nd or the 23rd. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in there. Uh, they made a, a partnershipy deal thing with, uh, Facebook gaming. And so any partners existing to my knowledge on Mixer that want to transition over to Facebook gaming, they have made that avenue a possibility for them uh, to facilitate people going to that platform uh, during this time. Um, Shroud and Ninja, in relation to that, obviously the two biggest buys for the platform that we've talked about many times in the past on the on the podcast, they were allegedly offered double their Mixer contract amounts to go to Facebook Gaming. <coughs> Both of them declined. And in their in their declining, were simply paid out their entire mixer contracts in one lump sum, taking home some big dick money, both of them. 10 mil to Shroud, roughly, we don't know exact numbers, but 10 mil roughly to Shroud, 30 million roughly to Ninja. Everyone <laughs> just walked fucking bags the size of friggin' Hummers, bro. Uh, so they made out, they made out great. Most, 99% of them, of the people on the platform, made out terribly, but those two guys... Thumbs up. Somebody uh, did the math. Somebody had done the math. When Ninja, it was, um, um, this is a rough estimate, but the short period of time that Ninja streamed on the platform. Yes. He got paid over $92,000 a day from the contract. Just from the contract. Now, Mixer's only up for another, you know, month now, but I'm just saying, Mixer, if you want to pay me $92,000, I'm there for it. Am I just realizing right now, are we good? And Adam means a year. No, that's a year. Not a day. No, not a day. (laughs) No, just a year. I'll take a a contract now. I will stream as long as you want me to between now and July 22nd for the year. Both of them, free agents now. Both of them obviously went to Twitter, did the usual. We really enjoyed our time at Mixer. 
wonder why. We really enjoyed our time at Mixer. Yo, Mixer family, thank you for having us. Community, you're awesome. Uh, I'm gonna take some time to think about this. Reading between the lines is, I'm gonna take some time buying Don Perignon, getting smashed on my ass, and having a great time, maybe get some golf in. And then I'll decide where I'm gonna go from there. Um, but both of them are free agents at the moment. Other than that, apparently Mixer, like we just said, uh, just to wrap this up before discussing it further, apparently Mixer only informs select people about the shutdown internally. This is including employees at the company, like, in the office. Yeah. Like, we're not just talking streamers, but apparently, like, the office workers were also... They didn't want it leaked. No, so nobody knew. Uh, or very few people knew. Uh, and then... Everyone else found out at the same time we did on Twitch and uh, on Twitter, I should say, sorry, and socials. So what you saw ended up seeing was like tons of mixer streamers basically crying on stream as they watched everything basically pulled out from underneath them with zero warning. Yep. Um, which no matter what anyone tells you in the content, I've saw a lot of people saying some stupid shit like this tells you that you can never be too certain when it's all just going to be taken away, which is like kind of true, but nobody fucking sits there and goes, my streaming platform of choice that's been in operation for almost five straight years now is suddenly going to evaporate with zero warning in the middle of a fucking work week and they're going to tell me on Twitter. Like, nobody fucking makes that call. Even for somebody the size of Mixer, it's backed by Microsoft. Nobody's, you know, if this was like fucking DLive, okay. Well, not only that, is they just invested tens of millions of dollars for a couple of streamers. So yes. you're thinking, okay, well, they're signed on for X amount of years, not yes. just one. Yeah. So the the last thing in your mind is, A, platform is just going to be gone here come, uh, you know, Corona times when the year is already super shitty. So, yeah, uh, I don't care who you are. It would be a shock, like a shock completely. It you know was, what? Not even Hitbox did that me. shit. Like even Hitbox, no. even Hitbox gave people a heads up and were like, "Hey, yeah, <laughs> we're bowing out here." I mean, when that when my chat came and said, "Yeah, Mixer's done," I was like, "What?" And then I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" And that was me. Now, if I was the streamer on the platform and I'm streaming on the platform, and then you know everybody is going to every channel uh, and going, "Hey." It was fun while it lasted, and you're going, wait, what? And your whole career is essentially, for a lot of people, for a lot of people, it's over. Mm. It's not even up in the air. For a lot of people, it's done. That's just the harsh reality of it. You know, guys like Ninja and Shroud, they're different. Guys like uh, King Goth that uh, is moving over with Facebook, you know, Mixer likely went to him and the other partners that they bought out to come over from Twitch went to them a few days before and said, hey, guys, this is going to come to a surprise, but we are forming with uh, with Facebook. Uh, we would love you for for you and your brand to come over to Facebook and help kickstart this. And it's we're no, it's not just Facebook. It's now it's Mixer with Facebook. You know, it's a uh, face mixer. It's face mixer. And uh, we would love you to come over here. Well, the, the negotiations probably went something like this. We'd love you to come over here. What do you think? No. Okay. How about twice your contract? So, hey, we're paying you $30 million. We'll give you 60 
come on over to Facebook, make a little video, tell everybody to come over here. Well, everything is great. You know, Facebook's got lots of money and Ninja and Shroud went, nah, I'm good. The reason why they said, nah, I'm good is because they secured the bag. They get paid out fully. I knew that the moment I heard this, I told my stream, dude, they're getting paid out. There's no way in fuck that their lawyers are dumb enough to put in a clause where if they go out of business or they go whatever the case may may be, that their contracts are just null and voided. It it doesn't work like that. They got to get paid out, and you know they're getting their money from Microsoft, period. So they got paid out. So they're going, okay, well, you know what? Hey, I just got paid $10 million, $30 million. I'm now a free agent. Now we can have a bidding war. Twitch is going to fight for for Shroud. Shroud might make another $10, $20 million coming over to Twitch and signing a two, three-year deal. And then his viewer count and everything is going to skyrocket with it. He's going to 10x what he had over at over at Mixer, it's going to be this huge, like, oh my God, all the big streamers on uh, on Twitch will be like, welcome back, Shroud, and all this other stuff. It'll be great for him. So he can, think about it this way. For the people that go, well, why wouldn't you take double from Facebook? Well, here's the thing. If he takes, say, $20 million from Facebook, he could get the $20 million from Twitch, or even half from Twitch, sign a deal, then he's going to make even more money on Twitch than what he ever would on Facebook. So that's going to make up the difference. And his growth and his brand growth from that point, from from a contract that he would have went over to Facebook, by the time that's over, compared to when it would be over on Twitch, he's going to grow exponentially. On Facebook, he's not going to grow. He's just not. I, I don't care what anybody says. He's only going to decline. His viewership going to Yeah, it's basically the you would be going to Facebook – would be a gamble of of the doubling up of the money being worth substantially more than the brand growth value that you get yeah. going back to Twitch or even YouTube. So, yeah. because both of those platforms would do would do fine for either mm-hmm. of them. They both have massive YouTube presences already, so it's not mm-hmm. like it would kill them. Twitch would be the best for both of them from a from a uh, that perspective, but. YouTube would be close enough, especially for both of those guys, that if they got a decent enough offer, YouTube would probably make just as much sense from a brand uh, perspective. Facebook is where you brand your brand goes to die. So you go yeah. to Facebook if you know that your brand is probably nearing or already at its peak, and you're not likely to get like a lot more leverage in your uh, in your brand, and so you take the bag that you get from Facebook, yeah. and then if you move later. You see what happens, and it doesn't matter. But for these guys, both of them have monstrous fucking brands. Ninja's the biggest one on the fucking market. Shroud is no fucking... There's nothing to to to, uh, to to shrug at. And those guys would do, like Jeff was saying, infinitely better on Twitch. And, and again, like Jeff was saying, the comeback, the comeback party is going to be fucking... Huge. Massive. They'll Everyone's going to want to be a part of yeah. that shit. Yeah. It's like when Shroud gets back, uh, like the the comeback stream, he'll probably be pushing fifty to sixty thousand people. When Ninja comes back, he's probably going to be pushing a hundred k if he yep. does choose to go back to Twitch. Yep. And everyone's going to want to be part of that. Like you're going to get Doc trying to be on Shroud's stream. You're going to get fucking 
uh, uh, you're gonna get like uh, uh, fucking everyone is gonna try and be on ninjas. Like whoever the fucking get on ninjas, the whole universe is gonna try and get on fucking ninja stream. But they're gonna make, bro. They'll make a million or two in the first in day, the first week, first week, not day, week. A dude in subs, yeah. The first day, I think I think they make five hundred k minimum in subs oh, on the comeback. Awesome possible especially if twitch is buying them out and twitch is going to push the comeback stream if they just came back and there was no deal and they just went live it would still be fucking huge but if twitch actually offers and they come back and then they make a big fucking deal of it and even dumber would be if they if shroud and ninja came together and streamed together on the same day bro yeah, it's big. That's that's Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking what's his name high five each other, fucking just massive biceps and shit, just coming together, money everywhere. It's big. It's fucking it's big. huge. And uh, so you know, then you have then you have the other uh, you have um, King Goth who uh, um, is moving over to Facebook, and his that's- positions his his positions different. Yes, because think about it, right? I don't know. What, I don't know what his contract is. Obviously, it's not anywhere near as big as Shroud and 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 Ninja. he might have hit a mil, a million dollars. That's yeah. probably what I was thinking. Seven yeah. figures, right? So, say he had a seven figure deal for two years. Um, you know, he's going to get paid out, and if he didn't get paid, well, he's actually not going to get paid out now. But instead, they're probably just doubling up. So he might have the chance to make twice as much, uh, if assuming they're offering what they offered Ninja and Shroud to keep their premium content creators to go over and there's value in that for facebook so it makes more sense for him to join because he wouldn't have as big of a pop or or uh or or a back-end pay um you basically get to re-secure the bag again for for you know the people that went over to mixer for the most part, they they knew they were taking a hit in viewership. There was no way that their streams were ever going to be bigger than what they were on Twitch under any circumstance. So they knew that, but the bags were big enough that they could just go ahead and do it. It's like, who cares? You know what? Worst case, I go there for two, three years. I make a few million dollars and if and then I can go back or whatever. Well, now they have the opportunity to double up on that again. So for some streamers that got bought out, why wouldn't you go to Facebook? Because your position is only better. You know, yeah, you might take another hit in viewership, but you're getting double the pay. You're, you, it's like, hey, you you take a seventy percent hit going over to Mixer. Why not take another thirty percent hit, and they're gonna pay you double? Bro, why not? Bro, here's the play. Here's the play. <laughs> I, in my heart, I believe that Shroud goes to to Twitch and Ninja goes to YouTube. YouTube. But the biggest dick play is Twitch locks both of them up. They come back. They team up with Riot. And they simultaneously play Valorant the same day together on the platform for their comeback. The fucking viewership for Shroud and Ninja playing Valorant together with whatever promotion that Valorant would put on top of that plus Twitch would be fucking... It'd be big. It'd be intergalactic. I I don't see... I don't see Ninja going to Twitch. Neither do I. I. I think YouTube is going to pull out a gigantic check for Ninja. Yeah. And he's going to go there. His audience is younger, and that's where YouTube is right now. I actually, well, uh, his viewership is going to skyrocket going from YouTube, uh, from Mixer to YouTube. So it's going to skyrocket. Will it be as big as Twitch? No, it won't be. But 
He already has an audience there in a funnel of people that watch him all the time, all the time, all the time. And I really think the way Ninja's going is I think he's more of a YouTube personality yes, than yeah. he is a streamer at this point. Um, you know, he wants to be on camera more. He's doing more. He wants to, he is really soaking up the celebrity of, of gamer. Yep. Shroud is a gamer, Yeah, you know, and gamer gamers typically don't go on YouTube. There are exceptions, but for the most part, the competitive, petitive gamers and Ninja's super competitive. I'm not by any means saying that he's not a competitive or an amazing t- elite player, but he is the face of gaming. I mean, he's a, you know, he's the, he's the, he's a guy with fucking blue hair and he's, he's the face of gaming. He's a Red Bull gamer. He's, you know, he does, he, th- he belongs on YouTube. And if YouTube can at least match what Mixer gave him, I think he's going there. Even if Twitch were to offer him a bigger deal than YouTube and it wasn't substantial, I still think he goes to YouTube. I also think there's a little bit of animosity between Twitch and Ninja. I think Ninja is upset with Twitch. I think Twitch is upset with Ninja. Now, business is business. You know what I mean? And Twitch is in a whole slew of hot water right now. Which we're going to get to soon. So this could be (laughs) a way for Twitch to diffuse some negative press. That's what I was thinking. And bring back Ninja and say all is well and we all bleed purple together and bring back something. (laughs) And you know what I mean? That that could be like... That was what I was thinking was like, was right now because of the stuff stuff going on, it might be, even if it wasn't to like the whole bleed purple together thing, it would be like a smoke screen. Be like, everyone's looking over here. Yeah. Ninja! Just yeah. fucking throw that shit out into the field, and then everyone's like, oh shit, Ninja's back! And then, like, yep. at least most, like, not most, but a lot of people will be distracted. The core base, not the people already public yeah. outcry, yeah. but the general public looking at Ninja going, oh, shiny rock! And then, like, everything else just doesn't matter, right? Yeah, so, it's an, it's an interesting thing. Circling back around to the the streamers on Mixer. Yes, yeah. I feel horrible for them. That's fucking really shit. Do. Because a lot of these streamers have essentially gone to Mixer, built a career, uh, built a living on Mixer, and they worked hard to get that position. They took a risk not going to the big juggernaut. Um, That was a strategy for a lot of streamers. Hey, Twitch is overly saturated. It's too big. You know, Mixer is backed by Microsoft. You know, if you get in early, you, you, you be consistent. You can actually become a star of the platform. You know, you could become the Shroud or the Ninja or the Doc or the Tims or the 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 summits of Mixer. And so there were some streamers that did really, really well on Mixer. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, for a lot of them now, you know, going to Facebook gaming is really not good at all. Uh, not only that, so <laughs> I had I had I I had a conversation ab- about streamers moving over to different platforms not too long ago on my stream and people said hey shroud ninja whoever the ones that are moving over to mixer are fucking sellouts they're sellouts they left their community high and dry and they, you know they did it for the money and blah 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 so i have two arguments the first one is well they worked their entire career to be put into a position to actually secure the bag uh so congrats to them they've done what virtually Almost anybody would do when you're working uh, in a in a workforce in a, in a workplace. If you go, if you, for example, 
say you're an engineer and you're, you, you know, you're creating a, a, a fucking robot, for example. And this little robot does little tiny things and you start to get better and better and you, you keep going for years and years and years. Maybe you're, you start off at $100,000 a year as your salary and then all of a sudden, NASA wants you. You know what? Even better, Elon Musk wants you. They want to hire you. And they're going to pay you a million dollars a year because you're a brilliant mind that worked your ass off to get really, really good. But you've been with this other company that has been with you since the beginning, ever since you got out of school. And you, you know, you really helped them and put them in a position to succeed. And they helped you and you have a relationship and, and, and you're friends with the boss and all your, co- your colleagues and friends are there and, and you're a big, happy family. Well, Elon Musk calls and he's willing to pay you 10 times the amount of money that you're getting paid. Help five times the amount of money, three times the amount of money. Well, what do you do? Are you a sellout? Because You've worked your whole life and you're being uh, acknowledged and rewarded for that. And so you go, but your, your colleagues get jealous. They don't like the fact they think that, oh, I do what you do. Why, why isn't it me? Or, or, you know, you've got friends calling you a sellout. Oh, you joined the dark side. Elon Musk smoked weed on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's a fucking idiot. Oh, his stock is way too high. It's, it's definitely not worth what it is. You know, oh, you know, he looked at, he, he said this and that. How could you support a man like that? He you know, named his child a random string of characters. But, that, but, that, but that's that, and, and that's, and, and, and so I go to the people that complain and bitch, fuck off. It's just really that simple. They work their ass off and they're in an industry and, and literally, we just saw it. We're in an industry where it can go tomorrow. It just happened for thousands of streamers. Gone. I've been saying this. How do you not expect somebody to secure a bag for their kids, kids, kids? When it could go tomorrow. So it pisses me off. So good on them. But unfortunately... There are a ton of people, a ton of people that are going to get fucked because the reality is, is the same cocksuckers that complained and bitched and moan and did hate, uh, hate posts and hit them up on Twitter and all this stuff about from going from Twitch to Mixer when Shroud and Ninja didn't change their brand. They didn't change the games they streamed. They didn't change the way they talked. They didn't change their gimmicks, nothing. You know what they changed? A URL. And those same motherfuckers that bitched and called them a sellout and the entitled cocksuckers that were like, I made you. Without my viewership, you wouldn't have this deal. I don't want to go to another URL. And so they cry. And unfortunately... The fact that people at Mixer are now morphed into a different URL, whether or not people agree with it or not, tons of people will never go to the other URL. So the people that are averaging 500 viewers on Mixer and they go over to Facebook Gaming, welcome to 100, 150 club if you're lucky. And as a streamer, I can tell you this, and because the majority of the streamers on Mixer are not getting paid like the ones that are getting bought out 
and, and are, are incentivized to go over to Facebook. They're just getting your same run-of-the-mill partnership with the same run-of-the-mill uh, CPM rates and your subscription rates, and essentially, they just got chopped into a third of what they were. And psychologically, after you've done building up what you've had, and then you boot up your stream for the first time on a whole new platform, which, by the way, does not even run like a regular streaming platform, that's... it. it, it for, for a lot of people, they're not going to get over this. It's over. It's like you you pretty much are better off going to Twitch than you are with Facebook unless they are really incentivizing you on the back end that I don't know about. Like, hey, we're going to push you. We're going to – we're gonna, uh, and even when people say we're going to push you, it's all fucking full of shit. They ain't pushing nobody. They ain't pushing nobody. They have to pay you monthly, yearly, guaranteed money to, to stream over there. So you come back over to Twitch you, or you come to Twitch for the first time and what's going to happen is the same thing that happens from Mixer to Twitch and from Twitch to Mixer. You come over, your viewership is going to tank. When you tank, you're now in this saturated fuck show with about a bajillion other streamers and where do you go? What do you do? So for a lot of these guys, I feel horrible. It's not right what Mixer did, because guess what? Mixer well, let's can we can we can we change this? Sure. I, except for the absolute top of Mixer, one two people. Nobody else at Mixer knew about this. I I think this was just Microsoft coming to town and say and let the people at the very top go. Hey hey, we've already uh, worked out this deal over the last three four weeks. Mm-hmm. Shut her down. So, like, when we say mixers fucked everyone, Microsoft. it's really Microsoft fucked everyone. No, that I, I agree with that because yeah. you know somebody at Mixer doesn't go, "Hey, we're just shutting this down." This is a it's it's Microsoft. I don't like my job, so I'm going to yeah. shut this down now. It's like it's like Twitch. You know, Twitch doesn't go, uh, "Hey, I'm shutting this down." Even the CEO of Twitch, Emmett, doesn't go, "Hey, I'm shutting it down." Amazon goes, "Hey, I'm shutting it down." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's no different than Microsoft, uh, uh, than the CEO of of whatever Mixer, uh, whoever uh, was the CEO of Mixer. They don't they don't make these calls. The owners make the calls. The 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 over um the overlord, so to speak. So you know, Microsoft literally pulled the the rug underneath the feet of thousands of streamers, and the only ones that are benefiting from this are the ones that sign those deals. To go over to Mixer. And the only reason why they're benefiting it from it is because they had a deal and Microsoft had to pay them out. And I bet you Facebook wanted to scoop up those premium streamers because when are you ever going to have the opportunity to go behind closed doors and essentially do a trade before the public even knows about it? To be able to go to Ninja and Shroud and they they probably knew this for a little while. Like this what this is this isn't something that they would have found out that day or the day before. They they were probably in talks for a while. Shroud and Ninja probably sat down and really talked about it um with, with their spouse or or their lawyers and and probably everybody. And they probably talked with each other as well. Yes. They, they, they'd be dumb not to get on the phone and say, Hey Shroud, hey Ninja, what are you thinking? Because hey, if we do this, we gotta do this together. And we got to fucking milk these guys for everything they're fucking worth. Because it's Facebook money. It's dirty It's dirty Facebook money. And listen, 
And I bet you this whole like double the amount was never proposed at the beginning. It probably got to there where they're like, okay, hey, we'll we'll pay you out there and then we'll sign you on for the same contract. No. Just another couple years. No. All right. Our, uh, ninja, uh, how about, how does 45 million sound? No. Okay. You know what? Been doing some really good stuff with your brand. I, I really like what I, I you know. Hold, hold on. Hold it. Hold. I got to open this Red Bull real quick. Oh, yeah. Red Bull. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know go what? ahead. Um, I'll t- okay. 53 million. Do you know how much money it costs to dye my hair this fucking color every week? 55 million. Two years. 40 hours a week. No, 30, 30 hours a week. 30 hours, 30 hours a week. I'm thinking of having kids soon. I'm getting up there, you know? I can't look like I'm 17 like all my viewers forever. Do you know what it takes? The founder of youth ain't cheap! All right. Okay. 60 million. That's all I can do. That's, that's $60 million, Ninja. You can buy the hair dye company. 60 million. Two years... 30 hours a week, guaranteed, pay you quarterly, stock options, uh, st- stock options. Facebook is doing great. Instagram, you like Instagram? I'll push you on Instagram live. We're going to turn that into a streaming platform at some point. I got to be honest. Don't give me an answer yet. 60 million, Instagram push for two years, a million dollar campaign for, for Instagram posts, guaranteed two a month. So that's another 24 million. Endless hair dye. Final offer. Mark Noperberg. See you bye. I tried. It's a good offer. I liked I tried. it. You, you, you tried to add, you know, just spice it up at the end. I tried. But it's no deal. Fuck. All right. It's fine. no deal. Twitch will never pay you that much, Ninja. They don't even like you. <laughs> That's exactly what somebody who's salty would say. They don't even like you. They don't even like you. Why would you go over there? <laughs> they don't bleed purple for you. You can bleed blue. Same color. Facebook's blue and your hair is blue. It's a perfect match. Come on, Ninja. It's a different shade, unfortunately. It's more like a Twitter blue. You know, you went from 5,000 viewers to Mixer. I can guarantee you 2,500 on Facebook. Double the money. Do you know how many middle-aged women we can get your shit embedded on their channel? (laughs) So many. It's a shit show. Yeah. It's a shit show. Yeah. My guess is Ninja goes to YouTube, Shroud comes to Twitch, or there's a Hail Mary and, and they, they both come to Twitch. And they spend a lot of money they on spend both a of them. a lot of money. Because and, Ninja's not coming back for cheap. He's not. He, look. Look. And you know what? The, with all the shit going on right now, Twitch has got even less leverage than they did about 48 to 72 hours ago. Yeah. So, you know, from a brand perspective, they go, guys, if I bring my brand to you, y'all motherfuckers be covering up sexual harassment allegations. Mm-hmm. That's not going to look good on me. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have some assurance that everything is gonna be okay. And I'm gonna need some insurance in the form of your salary going into my bank account. And so I think it's gonna get a little crazy with that. 
But from the like from a why did this happen perspective, I think it's pretty fucking clear. Yeah. Um, we talked about in the podcast already, the management at Mixer should probably never be in a management position for the, re- the rest of their careers. Full stop. Mm-hmm. At the very least, the top management in the, in the company. We're talking about a company who was basically from what it looks like on the outside, handed a substantial budget from Microsoft. And then Microsoft said, okay, guys. These are our loose goals for this platform as an investment. Here's a shitload of money. Go make that happen. And then walk the fuck away. They, they put in place their management team, said, good luck, go nuts. What happens? They build out the platform to the point where it's actually quite usable and good. <clears throat> and yep. then once they have that in place, they start buying up some streamers. And everyone's thinking, okay, they've got their infrastructure in place. They're buying up the streamers. This is, you and I said the same thing. This is obviously signs that they're going to make their next big push. Maybe some esports events getting locked up. Maybe getting like more generalized traffic to the platform. We know that in the fall, it's probably going to be a big push with Ninja and Halo and the new Xbox Series X and Mixer on Xbox Series X and all at the same time. It's a perfect fucking storm. It's all there. But then they go for an entire year on those multi, multi, multi million dollar contracts and did one commercial and a couple of fucking social media posts between both of them. Mm-hmm. In that same year, because they did nothing else for that entire time and, and in all honesty, didn't try anything else from what it seems like on the outside, we talked about this too, year on year growth. 0.2%, which means Bad. with Shroud and Ninja having come over, if they were taken out of the equation, it's going down. That's a negative growth. And it would yep. have been the only one in the entire industry. Shit, they were the only one in the entire industry that didn't push doubling their numbers year on year yep. in those metrics. And so you know that Microsoft would have had those numbers before they became public. And I bet you from that day, looking at what they did with the contracts, looking at those numbers, Hearing about and seeing the leaked video of that top manager chick spewing just hot diarrhea shit out of her mouth in an all-hands-on-deck meeting, and then looking at their investment going, you know what? I don't think there's much to do we can salvage this here. We gotta press the nuclear button. And then Microsoft came down from on high and said, all right, guys. That's it. We're done. We're done. Pack her up. I'm done hemorrhaging money. That's what it is. I'm done wasting my money. I want in the streaming business, hired a bunch of people. Somebody went at the board and said, we should start buying motherfuckers up, pitched it to Microsoft. We're going to need a budget. Okay, here's 70 million. Go have fun. And it's gone. And so is Mixer. So is Mixer. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That That's it, it, I feel that's just pretty much it. Good news for Microsoft is they have unlimited money. So it's not like it's hurting the Microsoft, but. It's bad news for everybody else. Here's here's the last thing that I'll say about this, and we can go on because we've we've got some yeah other yeah shit. we got we got even crazier shit. So uh, the last thing that I'll ask mm. if Mixer's listening, mm. do your streamers a good one, mm. and at every URL that people went to. So for example, it was Mixer.com/slash Lag TV Maximus Black. People watch me there. 
when when people go to that link, have it immediately turn into the facebook.gg of that streamer that has moved over. Because if you don't do that, you're that is the least thing you could do because there's a lot of people that have those bookmarked that that is gone to that link every day and it's part of their day and it's what they do as part of the routine and the moment that that routine is broken the chances of them going out of their way the masses there will be diehard fans that will follow no matter what don't get me wrong but you need to make it if you are truly partnering with Facebook show it don't just take down the website right away Make it so that every page embeds into the Facebook.gg one and let that ride for six months. Let that ride for a year, whatever it takes. And you don't have to host no nothing. You don't have to run the, the, you know, the streams on there. Just at least have the page up so people can watch their streamer. Um, yeah, the only saving grace in regards to them losing most of their viewers, and they still will lose a very substantial amount, uh, a chunk of their of their viewership. The only saving grace here is that the it's not this it's not quite the same as somebody picking up and just moving yeah. while Mixer still exists. Mixer is going away, and so that uh, that's going to change the dynamic a bit in terms of people creating new habits. It will be more about how many of their viewers can they let know that they're moving where they are in the month that they have between now and Mixer closing, and then those people will just go and bookmark those new pages, the vast majority of them. When you, as somebody who moved from Twitch to Hitbox for a couple years and then Hitbox back to Twitch, it was coming back was, was easier than going over because on the other, on the other way, the Hitbox is basically shutting down. Yeah. So they didn't have anywhere to go. So uh, the viewers, so that's still a thing. And what you just said is also very much uh, should absolutely happen. Redirects, URL redirects aren't exactly fucking rocket science. Uh, and they could leave the, 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 it up for a while to just redirect to the same thing if they accepted it, like you said. And so that's not really a huge, a huge deal for them to do that. And they should, but for the people who are, if there's anyone listening to this, Somehow, I don't even know why it would be, but if you were listening to this and you are uh, or were a Mixer streamer, the thing to do is just between now and July 22nd, lock your name up, whatever you want to do, get your yourself set up wherever you plan on going as soon as possible, and then get that URL and slam it into the fucking title of your stream on Mixer, and then stream every fucking day for like six hours. And basically, you're live to like just chill, play a game, and whenever somebody walks in the room, they need to see and know that that's where you're going. And that's basically the only thing you've got going right now. They're lucky that it's even going a month before mm-hmm. the site shuts down. So this gives them a monicum of lead time to be able to let everyone that watches them know. So definitely do that. Next, yep. Mr. Black... This is where I'll just say this. I'll say this because everyone, it's, it does seem like the thing to do. We're not going to be talking nitty gritty here, no graphic stuff. But still, if you are somebody that doesn't want to hear about because you've been avoiding it for your own personal reasons, 
the sexual harassment, sexual misconduct stuff that's been circulating in regards to Twitch and YouTube streamers and other content creators. That is what we're going to talk about here for a bit. Just giving you a heads up ahead of time. If you're listening to this on the RSS feed or anywhere else or on YouTube and that's not your bag for whatever reason, if you've experienced it yourself, just giving you a heads up. So this week, as we talked about Twitch's, uh, Twitch's uh, position in regards to, to uh, Ninja and Shroud being a little less strong than it was before, mm. a lot of Twitch streamers and a lot of YouTubers, but more Twitch streamers, honestly, this has been like, I'd say majority Twitch and then minority YouTube from what I've personally seen in my feed. And it's even extended a little bit out beyond that, like some uh, developers, like video game developers and uh, and similar, like in the industry people. A lot of individuals, men and even some women, being, but obviously vast majority men, being called out um, uh, by, uh, by uh, who would, I guess you just call them victims of sexual harassment um and and the like so the i guess i'm trying to like come out how to frame this to just talk about it generally because there's so there are a lot of cases obviously we're not going to list off every name of everyone that's involved right now we'll talk about some high level stuff but if you haven't already seen it there is and i i wish i remembered to write her name down but there was one streamer who has been basically as a second job i would imagine right now compiling all of the stories from everyone and all of the names and making that all available in one place, both one in a tweet like thread. And then I think there was a medium article. Yeah. Panica, Jessica, that's her name. And so she's got this whole, so if you want to know all of like the stuff or you're interested in, you know, how much of this looks valid, first of all, let you know right now, having read nearly every single one of them throughout the week, very few of these, are not basically open and shut cases. Like, very, very few. And not just because of the story that the individual provided, but the people coming out supporting those people who knew about it but couldn't talk about it publicly because they weren't trying to tell somebody else's story if they weren't doing it themselves. Very prominent people in the industry backing these people up. So, what do I have on my list here? The first thing that I have in this list, because I just added towards the end, is that Angry Joe from YouTube was actually accused in this list at some point in the last couple of days. He completely denies all of it and has Im- immediately lawyered up mm. and said, I'm not going to talk about, I, I said, he, he said basically, it's in a tweet, but he said basically, you know, I, 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 this did not happen and I'm not going to play that game lawyered up. I can't, I'm not going to talk. I can't talk about publicly anymore until my lawyers do their job. So I'll give you guys a public update as soon as I can. But right now lawyers have to do their lawyer thing. So that's where angry Joe is at. Um, that was the first, one of the, the bigger ones that I saw as far as Twitch goes. Um, Twitch put out a couple of releases like I think one one day and then one the day following or or a couple days after um we got a talk from Emmett uh, like a little little written thing from Emmett the CEO um 
And it was, if I'm a, if I'm a keep it a hundred, it was the same shit that we saw almost exactly a year ago when the last TOS stuff came up. It was the, the classic, you know, we want Twitch to be the safest place on the internet to create content. And we're going to work hard to make sure all that is possible and more. Thank you for your patience and please hold us accountable. And like the, the usual Twitch spiel that we've heard at least, at least two or three times. I'm sweating like crazy right now in this room. It's so hot. But yes, that we've heard the spiel before. If I'm going to be real, I didn't believe a fucking thing came out. Uh, actions at this point for Twitch are the only thing that matters. No written anything means dick. Only actions. And speaking of actions, Twitch has legitimately uh, and apparently permanently banned several streamers. Yeah, I was, I'm just reading through some of it now. Yeah, yeah. there's like a bunch so the ones that I have written down here, and you can save, you can see if there's any other standouts that you're that you're noticing that I don't have. But the ones that I have written here, for example, bless RNG, who more people would know for the global emote, bless yeah. RNG, than the actual streamer himself. That emote is also now removed Gone. from the site. Uh, Wolf Twenty One, Warwitch TV, uh, and I am Spoon are the ones that I have written down right now i'm sure there are more what do you have any others there that you've seen um no that sounds i think there were seven seven so I think far seven, seven but i haven't seen seven listed anywhere but there are apparently seven yeah so uh so that's they are taking steps they are uh obviously twitch and i i think that the reason why those individuals um and i'm speculating yeah. Uh, by the way, I don't have any insider information or anything, and I haven't yeah. been following this as intently as you. I haven't read all of the stuff, and I've been keeping an eye on it on Twitter, and I have read some things, but mm. uh, the, I think the reason why some of those those people have been banned and permanently, like there will, there's no chance of coming back, is because they've admitted to it. Yes, yeah. So they have gone and apologized and admitted in some way, shape, or form publicly um, that they were in the wrong, and then you know, since they've admitted guilt. Um, they've just been banned. Yeah. Now there, there is. I mean, I'm looking at that list that you were just talking about, dude. I didn't even know the list was this big. It's dude, it's fucking massive, bro. This list is this is it's no joke. And there are some big names in there, bro. Yeah, this there are some names in here. I'm like, what? There's Twitch staff in here. There is, and dude, there's the biggest one of all that came out earlier today that I saw pop up in my feed. You know who it was against? Who? Could you take a wild guess? I don't want to guess just in case. I'm going to because... give you... I'm gonna, oh, That's fair. That's fair. That was a stupid thing yeah, to say. That, yeah, I'll it's... give you a broad hint, though. They never work in the department that they're hit up for on Twitter. I think I know, but I'm not saying... I'm not... I'm not... I'm still not... I'm, Hassan! I'm not... Yeah, it's... Uh... That was the last big one. Uh, that I saw roll through, and it was somebody who apparently dated Hassan for a short time uh, as well. Oh. And so not only was there allegations of, of sexual, uh, sexual in nature, but also a lot of discussion in there of how he's abused his positions within the partnership uh, department at Twitch for years. Um, which... I'm going to have to be honest with you guys should shock basically nobody that's been, if you, if you've, if you've been on Twitch long enough, 
that not the sexual part, but the abuse of the position part should not shock literally anyone. <laughs> yeah, this, this 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 shit is this shit is crazy, bro. I'm seeing some of this list, and and I don't like saying names. I'm not gonna say because like I. It's it's such a like. For well, me, that's why I only yeah. listed those ones because yeah. they're the ones that were like already yeah, banned because, or dealt with, etc. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, it's like you know, all you can do is believe these believe these individuals that are, that are coming out and and saying these things. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the the accused also have the right to be able to defend themselves uh, if they so choose. Uh, so, you know, I don't think many of these people are going to be defending shit. I think no, because, I think most of them are going to take the I'm just going to bow out of this one. Yeah, because I've been reading some of this shit and it's not hard for me to believe the vast. <laughs> I mean, the vast. Dude, when Dr. Lupo shows up on some of them and goes, yes, this happened, you go, oh, yeah. all right. Well, because, and, and, and this is this is coming from an individual that has been. To these Twitch parties, yes, these gaming conventions, yes, I've seen some shit, and they didn't even have to be drunk to do it. No, I've seen some shit, and I can tell you. And I'm I put out a tweet there not too long ago where I said I think all of the Twitch parties from here on out they should be dry. There should be no alcohol served. It should just be a place that you can go network that is safe with some good food. And celebrate gaming. I don't know why. And it's been like this. I've been I've been with Twitch now for it'll be nine years full time in September. It's actually been past nine years since I've been on Justin TV. We're going on ten. Yep, we're pushing ten years, bro. We're pushing ten years. Yeah. I have been to probably within the ten years, on average, one event a year. So whether that's PAX East, that's an MLG, that's a a, a TwitchCon something and twitch in some way shape or form has been at every single event that i've been to and they've put on parties for their partners and since the platform has gotten bigger not only has it been increasingly harder for seasoned streamers to actually feel like part of the in crowd and they just it, it becomes when tickets go on sale it's it's literally like a frat party mentality you go to, you go to a twitchcon or a pax or whatever and you go to the twitch booth and you try and get a bracelet and then you you know there's you give you they literally give you like drink tickets like literal drink you go to the door and in some cases before and they're like hey you know here's drink tickets and then there were times where it was like hey it's open bar as in like drink whatever you want there has been twitch parties where I'm not making this up. This isn't even allegedly or anything at this point. I'm just literally spitting facts. There has been Twitch parties where they on screen show you the bill of how much alcohol is going out to the party. So you could you'd literally be drinking and you get the most expensive shit. You would literally try to get the bill as big as humanly possible. They and, gamified and, getting hammered at the Twitch party. Literally. I don't know if it was their way of saying, hey, we're going all out. You know, like, they're, look what they're, Twitch is doing for you. For the partners. And in and listen, I get it. The gesture's great. I do like, yeah, thank you. You know, for a guy, for a guy like me that 
went in and had a few drinks, appreciative of the of the invite, the VIP status, the the free booze, the good time, the good music, uh, meeting up with friends. I appreciate it. I really do. But unfortunately, like all good things, people abuse this shit. And not only that, you've quite literally, and we're seeing it right now, we are smothered with predators who are quite literally raping people. And they're going to these events. With they're these running parties. some of these events. Exactly. They're literally running these events and being part of the party and forcing themselves on women. It's fucking wrong. It's crazy. And not only that, you see what some of these women get away with on Twitch and you see people go, what the fuck are you doing? Why is this allowed? Why are you not banning this? And we've said it many times before, and we've seen it. It all makes sense. Some of these people don't want these people off the fucking platform. They want to go to these parties. They want to meet up. It's disgusting. And you you read it. It's bro, clear. Bro, it's, this is just this is just facts, and I'll be the one with the balls to say this one. It's this is just facts as far as Hassan's concerned. Years ago, when there was first like questions about why the shit the girls were getting away with stuff, one of the first things I did was just for fun went and seen who Hassan's account was following. It was literally just an entire full block page of streaming girl like girl like stream girls not not like girl gamers but like the classic yeah i know i know exactly what you're saying and yeah. that's and he's not the only i won't just call him out but there are there are other there are other twitch staff that that in the same time same 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 idea bro this is no secret no there's no fucking veil over this shit nobody's getting mind fucked about the fact that people get away with this stuff nobody is shocked and awed that some of these twitch staff are abusing their positions anyone like you said like yourself included gone to any of these events twitch or otherwise has seen the blatant male versus like male predator attitude a bunch of nerdy, sweaty, never fucking had to do, uh, to, to be able to do anything with a woman in their fucking natural lives until they had a, like just a fucking tiny bit of fame, just enough so that when they get to these events, how many times, dude, have you heard vocally out loud somebody say that they can do something for somebody else's career and it's a guy talking to a fucking girl at one of these events? How many fuck? A lot. I can't count. It's endless. Dude, it's it's like that for guys, too. I can't imagine how bad it is for girls. Bro, if you even cross the wrong people, as a guy, it's bad. As a woman... It's terrible. In a a male-dominated industry where they have every right to be treated as equal, but yet, from what I'm reading, and the list is big, bro. It's like every day there's like fucking... The, the list is just getting big, and I'm reading it, and they all have the same fucking themes, dude. They have the same themes. They're getting treated like fucking pieces of meat, bro. They're getting treated like fucking dog shit, and it's it's wrong. It's wrong, and I'm 
like it's it pisses it's it's pissing me off dude how fucking hard is it to not overstep your bounds with somebody how why is that so di- how can it be so fucking difficult can I, can, I, can I just can i can you want to you want to know what i think some of this is and it, it you know what call me stereotype i don't give a fuck but a lot of these young successful streamers and i'm talking about these predatorial fuck boys that yeah. need to get the fuck out the industry straight up and i hope twitch bans them all and i hope twitch gets rid of the fuck boys that they have inside doing the shit that's getting called out for this stuff too assuming that what these allegations come back and they're and you know it's they're valid they're valid i'm gonna go with probably probably there is a chance all right i don't want to fucking throw people out on the stake for the sake of throwing on the stake but what i'm reading here is a mountain of evidence Bro, the level of chance of this not being the fucking case most of the time is Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber going, so you're saying there's a chance. Exactly. That's the level of chance that we're talking about. What, 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 what is, what really needs to go down is, and oh, let me, let me circle back as to why these guys can't can't seem to fucking chill out and know, know when, when, when a woman says no, or know when shit is uncomfortable and you're going past your boundaries there's a listen as a dude first of all i'm gonna go upstairs and give my wife an extra kiss when i get when when i'm done because i'm just fucking grateful to all fuck that i've got a good i've got a good solid base and that i'm not even remotely near any of this fucking shit because i'm telling you right now dude I, as a guy, and I'm sure that all of us can relate to this as, as dudes, as, as straight or gay, doesn't really matter, but I'm coming this from, from, from me as if I'm flirting with a girl, which I haven't been able to do for a long time, but if I'm hitting on a girl and I'm trying to, you know, there were days when I, back in the day, I used to go to the bars and I used to try and get laid. I'll be honest. Hey, like most other guys. There's a difference between going to the bar and trying to get laid and going to a bar and forcefully getting laid. And, and I'm gonna and I and and this is this is why this is what I'm saying here is there's a difference between flirting and trying to shoot your shot, you know, and being young and, and having fun and, and hooking up and all this other stuff. You know, there's there there's like this level of like, you know, okay, this dude's just trying to shoot a shot, I'm gonna reject him, and that's it. Guys, when the girl says no, when when you when you feel that the atmosphere if is- you're not getting a really really fucking obvious excited response to you and your fucking micro dick hiding between a main of pubic hair you've been fucking combing for the last 10 years, yeah. Walk the Listen, fuck away. As a guy, and we all know this, and you're trying to shoot your shot and you can, you get vibes when a girl is feeling it and when a girl isn't. Even if she says no, you got to have the common sense to know when you're going too far or what you can and cannot do, period. And the problem is, and I'm circling back around, the problem is this. A lot of these young, successful streamers and people within the industry, the ones that have power, they're making six figures, sometimes seven figures a year, they're young, they're celebrity-like, so you go to these events and you walk around with your chest out just a little bit more 
people know who you are. Girls obviously want to be around you, whether it's sexual or not. In a lot of cases, it's not. It is happy to see you. Holy shit, this is my favorite streamer. Oh, I've looked up to this person. Hey, can I pick your brain? Can I do this? What can? But these individuals, these predators, they use that shit as a means to corner, to manipulate, to pressure, to all these words that are fucking terrible. And they they might start off with them shooting their shot, but a lot of these cocksuckers don't know what no means. They have yes people around them. They get whatever they want, whenever they want. And a lot of them are little fuckboy, nerdy little fuckboys that never had a girl in their life too scared to go out and actually meet somebody the right way and fucking take the time to get to know somebody. Instead, they want to see your tits on a fucking camera. They want to invite you out to some place. They want to sneak up to your hotel room. They want to use their power as a way to get in bed with you and try and pressure you into this and say, oh, you need to do this or you need to do that in order to be successful. And it's crazy. And those assholes need to get the fuck out of the industry. It's wild. And you see it all the time. And it's not just the gaming industry. You see it in many industries. But it just so happens that this one, this is bad, bro. Because we're all young. There's a lot of alcohol involved at a lot of these meetups. And a lot of these are meetups. This is where a lot of this shit has is, is been happening. At these cons. At these at these conventions. And they need a... Like, it pisses me off. Even, that's why I haven't read too much of this stuff. Because I've seen it for so long. And in some way you almost have a level of guilt because you're part of this industry and you've seen it happen in front of your eyes and you go, what the fuck? And then you're scared. I'm happy that we're actually able to talk about this because if we said shit like this a month ago or six months ago and and you started calling people out for it, you'd get in trouble because you'd be the one that is putting your neck out on the line when nobody else is willing to put their neck out on the line. So now the women are coming forward. I don't give a fuck. I've seen a bunch of these. I've seen a bunch of these creepy cocksuckers, and they all need to go. All of them. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's like you wonder why you wonder why uh, when everyone's like, why aren't there more people? Why aren't there more women in this industry? Why aren't there more women out here doing this shit? I can't fucking possibly imagine why they might want to fucking avoid it, or in some cases, just get fucking stonewalled because they're not out sucking micro dick. Uh, every day of the week. It's, it's, it, it, it's embarrassing. It's, uh, I, all I can say is that so far I am fucking thrilled that nobody that I've ever networked with personally that I can think of has yeah. been, no. has been called out. Thank fucking no. God. Yeah, because be pretty awkward. And nor can I think of anyone off the top of my head that I've ever associated with that would be that way. That I can, oh, I, I thought of a couple, and those couple that I thought of got accused. So it doesn't surprise me any. Yeah. But they're not acquainted. I don't, I don't talk to them. I don't hang out with them. I don't really know them. But I, I just, you just figure. And I'm sure a lot of people in the industry thought when this was going down, thought a person or two, just thought like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if my suspicions are right. Yeah. And a couple of those, bam. So here's the bigger problem, is that Twitch has 
some systemic shit that's going to be likely holding this stuff back, and hopefully it doesn't in terms of in terms of holding. When I say holding this stuff back, holding back solutions and stuff actually happening to try and make some of this stuff right, and not just banning people who come out and admit that they did some shit. That's easy. That's like bare minimum. Twitch right now is doing like the entry point of what would be expected of them. The thing that really, I mean, it didn't shock me, but I was surprised to see the people that were talking about it talk about it. Justin Wong, who if you don't know who Justin Wong is, was one of the VPs for Twitch. And between him and Gunrun, I don't know if I can think of anyone who's ever worked at Twitch that you and I would have would have known since we were on the platform that you could put more stock in their whatever comes out of their mouth in terms of Twitch. Like what they what they say is you just take it for fact almost immediately. You don't need to question them. Their their integrity level is well, let's just say higher than some people we we talked about earlier. Um, Justin Wong came out and said that uh, while he was still a VP at Twitch, um, that uh, he brought up that Twitch that he he well, okay, so I'll I'll bring up the tweet, but he brought up that Twitch has a history of ignoring these exact issues already. So, um. Uh, he retweeted this tweet. This came in from Samantha Samantha Wong, who said, "These are empty words." This was in response to um, Twitch's first uh, first or second announcement that they made. Um, These are empty words, considering you as a company minimized and dismissed my sexual harassment and continued to let the predator attend your events and gave gave him live segments at E3 on your official channel. And then Justin retweeted that uh, and said, I was a VP at Twitch and I I reported this. So Justin Wong reported this to the relationship-owning VP, the head of HR, and the CEO, which would have been still Emmett at the time. All assured me it would be handled. Next year, he was in the same VIP space at the same Twitch event. I was told he was the VP's uncle and an important... Initiative launch partner. I don't remember ever doing that, uh, working with Pluto Panic. No, I don't, I don't remember working with Pluto personally. Um, so that, that's one, but wait, there's more. Also coming from a Jay Wong retweet. Not the fighting community guy, by the way, (laughs) for those might be confused. Uh, this was the one who called out. Um, or we say, okay, this comes from, uh, Twitter account Starling. I'm sick uh, of being quiet. The CEO of Twitch, uh, Emmett Shear was asked in an all hands meeting. If you don't know what an all hands meeting is, it's basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. All the important people enter a room together about some shit. An all hands meeting, uh, about partners using their platforms to abuse women. Specifically, using my case as an example, he chuckled, said, wow, the things that go on on our platform, can't really comment, and moved on. So, 
it's they so when when I mentioned earlier about not really believing a fucking word come out of Emmett's mouth. This is just further reasoning as to why I don't believe a word that comes out of Emmett's mouth. Emmett's part of the fucking problem. And if I'm going to be honest with you and we're getting everything out now that we've held back because we can finally talk because other people are talking, I haven't had any faith in Emmett since about three to four years into the, into the, the, uh, the delivery of Twitch from the Justin TV platform. As a leader, I can't think of, of somebody who has done less to further the platform and has done more damage at the helm than he could have done in this time. I can think of many other people that, I, that were higher-ups, like Justin Wong, who would have been infinitely more well-equipped, more, well more savvy, and, more, and with more integrity than Emmett has been for years. Can you please name me almost anything that has been done, whether from the platform, uh, mechanically speaking, front end, back end, partnership, content creation, viewer experience, more than a couple of fucking minor things that has really happened in 10 years on this platform, pre and post Amazon buyout. The answer is there's barely anything. Twitch is only where it's at right now, almost exclusively, because it was in a oh, nearly first to market when it arrived, and it has cri it hit critical mass before anyone came in to to have any fucking competition. Twitch as a platform was behind Mixer. Mixer mechanically was fucking way better than Twitch. And had way more money to work with in a shorter period of time. In terms of protecting content creators, women or otherwise, enforcing TOS, all these systemic issues that have been within Twitch for years, favoritism with partners, favoritism now being shown that is now proven with Hassan showing favoritism to people that he had a, 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 a fucking shining to. All the shit that's gone on, it's not secret to the guy at the top of the company. He can't feign ignorance over a decade of fucking work. It's just not possible. Several people said that Emmett should be stepping down from his position. I don't disagree. I think there are better people for the fucking job. I think Twitch has been basically treading water and enjoying the fact that they're the big one in the fucking pool right now for so long that they've been able to get away with bare minimum forever. We're talking about shit that we literally just about talked about a year ago. And they said they'd do some shit. And Emmett came out off of his fucking high, from his high on high, came down to the unwashed masses and said, don't worry, we hear you. We are going to work together to make this better. Because it is my personal mission to make Twitch the best and safest place to create content on the internet. Bull fucking shit. And I can say bullshit because there has not been an actionable thing that I can come up with that has gone towards that statement in the last 365 days 
let alone the last 10 fucking years. Twitch has some spectacular people working for them. They had, had, being the operative word, really spectacular people working for them. And like I said before on this podcast, it speaks volumes when and who decided to depart this company. And to see where it's gone since then is embarrassing. And it does present a problem as a content creator, especially if you're somebody who is particularly invested in this that's happening right now, to sit there and go, this is my livelihood. Twitch is my livelihood. I have a family on Twitch. I have a community on Twitch. But my being here, in no small part, is supporting a system that is hurting other people despite saying that they were going to make efforts to change it for years and not. And I've seen lots of discussions from lots of content creators say exactly that. Say, guys, I'm in a rock, I'm between a rock and a hard place right now. If I move my community somewhere else, I'm basically done. I'm dead in the water. But if I stay here, I feel like I'm being, I feel like I'm being part of the problem indirectly and that's why you saw like the twitch blackout thing on wednesday that even though both you and i agreed we we i think we both agree we get the idea but the execution we didn't we weren't there with the execution but that's that kind of of stuff happening is because people are are trying desperately to change what's happening versus feeling like they need to move somewhere else Because you can only blindly look at the platform you're working for for so fucking long before you start to feel a little bit or more guilty about the fact that this is the platform that you're helping make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars every single fucking month. And really, for most partners, I'll ask, what the fuck is Twitch doing for you? As a standard partner, what the fuck is Twitch doing for you? I'm super fucking lucky because when I came back from Hitbox, we still had people that we knew at Twitch. And so I got a good deal coming back. That was about not long after that, that person left. And that was the only person who I've ever had a direct line of contact with at at partnership at Twitch. I can't get a response for anything. What the fuck is Twitch doing for you? I want to ask you that fucking question. Besides providing the platform, that shit's a two-way street. It's literally 50-50 for partners 98% of the time. You're getting they're getting 50% more really, but 50% of your shit and you're taking 50. This is a two-way street. This is not a chicken and the egg situation where people say where people have to bow down and kiss the feet of Twitch for fucking ever. The reality is is that as much as Twitch is providing the platform, the content creators are providing the reason anyone's even entering twitch.tv enter. They're the reason why people don't click 
Mixer.com, mixer enter, or Facebook Gaming, or Facebook.gg, or fucking YouTube slash gaming slash music slash whatever fucking Google dot plus dot whatever the fuck they're at now. There's a reason. It's because of the content creators. And I say that in double down on it even more so because of what I mentioned earlier. The site's barely fucking changed. They're not doing anything new. They're raking in money. They're supporting predators. Giving them a platform. Allowing them to abuse their position. Old boys club out the fucking ass. Sit around, do dick. Let's put in a fucking safety council. Let's fill it full of people who don't fucking really know what the fuck is, like anyone's ever heard of them or even would suggest to them for them to be there. This Jesse Quill person, I've seen a million people suggest because she's apparently been on Twitch's ass for years with good solutions, not just complaining like we tend to do sometimes, but solutions. She's a problem solver. We talk about Twitch going to streamers when we had this fucking fallout of people's content having to delete 10 years of clips, 10 years of content, all down the fucking drain. Zero tools on the back end. Nothing for content management. And then for Twitch to go to a higher-end streamer who went to them a year ago and said, Hey, is there anything to be done? And they said no, and so we got a community member stepped up and fucking wrote it in a day, and then Twitch to have the fucking nuts to go to him and say, Hey, can you hook us up with that code, bro? Are you for real? So I asked you again, and one last time, what the fuck is Twitch doing for you? What's Emmett Shear doing for you? Other than coming down out of his castle once a year whenever whenever there's a fucking, like, epic social media firestorm. Notice how Emmett never shows up when it's good? He never comes down when times are really good and says hi or does anything. Emmett comes down when his house is on fire. And the smoke's rising up and he's about to get choked. He goes, oh, fuck, hold on! Get the extinguisher! Tell him we're gonna do something, please! That's when you see him. And you saw him this week. And I'm telling you now, if you think you're going to see him when this eventually cools off and shit gets good later on and they're having a big moment and the fucking ninja's back or shroud's back and everyone's happy and the site's doing well shit, you ain't shit. Ammon's not showing the fuck up. He'll show up when TwitchCon comes back. And he'll be like, good news, guys, TwitchCon's back. And that's it. And he'll cash out for the day. Or year. Until the next fucking thing happens. So I'm super happy that these girls are coming out and doing this shit. Because not only is it exposing a bunch of predators that need to get their ass out of the industry, but it's also showing more people who aren't you and I who have been in, in this industry and in this at this company since before Twitch TV was even a URL you could fucking visit, who have known the people who worked there from the beginning, who then left, who are still there, and are now seeing the new people come in and seeing what they've been doing, or more importantly, not doing, and to be able to talk about it and see it happening in real time is fucking fantastic. And the real fucking thing will be to wait and see what actually changes 
at the other side of this. Not just banning some streamers, <clears throat> mm. but if these allegations are valid on the inside, what happens to this, the Twitch staff, no matter how long they've been there, what happens to those people? It will be another case of, oh, it's this person's fucking nephew, or oh, they're an important person that's been around since the dawn of fucking time. It doesn't matter what they did. We got to keep them in. Keep very close, uh, pay very close attention to that. Because yeah. that will be very telling as to what is going to happen within this company going forward. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <sighs> Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, you've, you've said a lot there. So, um, yeah, I was pretty, pretty shocked to hear, not shocked actually to hear what Justin said on Twitter, where it's like, it just validated everything. Um, and kudos to him for coming out and just speaking the truth, um, about the situation. Um, it really does add a lot of stuff. Uh, it just, it validates a lot of things that we've, we just, have always known about and I'm happy that people are speaking out and like collectively people are, are, are speaking out, um, about this. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty sick. Um, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, when it comes to the Emmett thing, I will say that the fact that he did come out and he said that, and then he, Almost immediately, he banned, or I guess he won't say he, but a bunch of people got banned. It is showing that they are taking this serious. Now, are they only taking it serious now because it's like it's out there now? Like, I mean, they don't really the answer have answer is yes. Yeah. Um, they don't really have a, ch a choice. But the fact that they are moving so quickly um, does give me hope that things will change. And it's only going to change if they're proactive about it, not only in-house, but also at the events and things that they control. They can't control a full con. They can't control, you know, an entire PAX. But what they can control is the things that they can control. Um, so if they are starting to be proactive in this, they start calling things out for the way, uh, for, for what they are, and they start listening, not only to their VPs of all people, you know, when a VP goes to somebody and says like, hey, this isn't coming from some random email on Twitch. It's like, dude, I'm telling you. fucking vice president of the company. Right? It's the vice president. Come on. You know, you, you, you know, you, you, they need to start taking and they need to continue to take this stuff seriously. So um, it's wild. Um, like I said, I've known uh, personally a couple people on that list. When I said earlier, you know, I've only known only two people. I don't mean that isn't like, oh, it's only two people. One is more, one is too many. But what I'm saying, uh, I personally know and have talked to two of the people on the list and it goes to show, you know, how prevalent this stuff is where if I know two people, you know, and it's just me, some of these other individuals, I mean, I know of many of those people uh, just in terms of notoriety and you just see them around, but to like personally know a couple of them, it's pretty crazy. Uh, and it's something that doesn't surprise me from, from what I've seen. So I, I am hoping that this, I, I hope these women keep coming forward 
Um, I hope that uh, everything that people are saying and will continue to say um, is listened to and, and is heard and is analyzed as in like you take it, you look into it. The other side has an opportunity to, you know, defend themselves or defend their position um, because it does get a little it does get a little crazy. You know, you even saw uh, a tweet that Summit made and Summit fucking got hammered uh, on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I, I saw it. But I got to I got to be fucking honest with you, dude. He worded that fucking terribly. He worded it. I uh, I think. Well, I I know I know Summit. He's a good guy. Um. I, th- I think it was worded in a way where, especially how, how hot things are right now, you got to be like extra, extra, extra careful with the words you say. You know what I'm saying? The way so, he worded it, make it, it made him sound like nobody was necessarily guilty right now. Exactly. Instead of saying, instead of saying we need to make sure that... We need to yeah. make sure that there's validity to everything. And then, yeah, if they do it, fuck them. Yeah. That's oh yeah, what, gone. Yeah, gone. Yeah. yeah. And uh and I and 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 the I I I tend to agree not with that that bold statement in terms of like, you know, uh like a paintbrush type thing like everybody is innocent to proven guilty. I mean, this isn't court, but you know, guys also need an opportunity or the female because there has been like you said, there's been I've read things where guys have been uh, yes. had this happen to in them the, obviously in the industry yeah in the industry obviously the it's outweighed i mean <laughs> from one to a hundred you know what i mean for every yeah. hundred there's like one uh and once again when i say there's like one one is too many don't don't think i'm yes but just undermining the, but in, in you know the grand what i'm saying scheme of things, yes. in the grand yeah. scheme of things um so you know obviously just like a black lives matter movement you know we need to focus and 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 we need to focus on both sides because both sides are wrong but it is a it is a very clear problem in one area uh where it is just overwhelming where we need to to work together as a community as an industry to fix this up but we also need to be careful uh about jumping on immediately and and you know completely destroying somebody uh without any you know if it, if it's almost and i have to be careful with what i say because yeah, exactly. you know how yeah, people yeah. you know how people you know how people are right what yes. i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is you know if you're seeing a screenshot of something or 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 uh somebody is saying something that's very broad and can be interpreted differently or whatever the case may be you know, the other side also has you have to have the ability to be able to defend yourself. Um, but also you cannot discredit when somebody comes out and says something, no matter how small or how big or how big or how small it, it is, you need to take that seriously. And and you you can't just say, Oh, it's just another girl saying this, or oh, it's another guy just saying this. You need to take that as like, hey, there's some harm here done. And we need to get to the bottom of this because this this is a problem at face value. This is a serious problem, and we need to find out, you know, if we need to remove an individual from the situation. Because under any circumstance, any type of of rape allegations or uh, uh, 
any type of uh, of sexual misconduct to anybody, whether it's physical or not, uh, is very serious. And everything should be taken as truth. But also, you know, we 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 really need to be careful. Uh, and th- I think that is also why some of these pe- people that that we that was mentioned earlier are just lawyering up. They're just lawyering up. They're saying, "Listen, uh, I I can't even say anything because." Was the moment you say something, it's it's in stone, and people can interpret it the way they want. They hear one side, they hear the other side, and you know immediately, you know uh, the court of public opinion is a very dangerous fucking thing. Yes, that's what I'm trying, and to it say. needs to be, and it needs to be, it it needs to be uh, taken carefully because things can, for better or worse, spiral, and yes. and there has there has been. Um, there has been precedent for false allegations that have unfortunately been righted so long after the fact that it was so damaging that people have had a hard time to come back from it. We saw what happened with Johnny Depp, you know exactly. what I mean? Like so, you, you see these things and, and, and just like how somebody could say, well, it's only 5%, but it's the same thing with saying, well, it's. It's only, you know, uh, it's like on the other side, on the other flip coin. Well, it's only one person. Well, it, one is too many. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I like what Panic said, trust, but verify. And I think that's a really good motto to have. If, if, if a woman or, or a man is coming out and saying, listen, I've been sexually assaulted. I, you know, you got to trust this person because there's a lot of courage, a lot, you know, there's a lot on the line here, um, especially in an industry that is so cl- closed and and it's so um interconnected that like listen you rub elbows the wrong way with one person and you could lose everything and that's why a lot of these women and men have been quiet for so long they're scared to lose their livelihood a lot of them are ashamed embarrassed and well, look nothing- at some of the names on this list no wonder they're fucking scared these these are some people with massive influence people. yep Powerful people. And you know what? Okay, and I'll, uh, I guess so. To end this this part, because we we got other stuff too. You know what? This remind this the how Twitch has been reacting to this and 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 hearing what you know what's been happening in the boardroom and stuff. What it all reminds me of. Remember during I can't remember if it was during uh, games done quick or so. I can't remember what it was, but there was a a big event. And the it was when the trihex uh, emote was getting like crazy spammed and r- with racist intent by hordes yes. of people. Yes, and that was a big topic for a time. And um, it reminds me. It re- it remind or what concerns me about this is if is if Twitch treats it in a similar way that they treated that, where. Uh, their ultimate stance with that was, you know, we can't control everyone. Who's to say what's, you know, what's what? Uh, we can't infringe on, you know, you know, there's like a free speech thing, whatever. And they just wanted, to, they didn't want to have any responsibility. And at the end of the fucking day, what I want to remind Twitch uh, of is this: it's your fucking website. It's your rules. If you don't want racism to be part of your platform, you have very, very 
ex- very, what's the word I'm looking for? Very specific tools. Yeah. To eliminate that and all of the ultimate ability of controlling it. Just letting the shit run rampant is basically the same as you just saying, I'm okay with this shit. And so in the same way that I'm concerned about how they reacted when it came to the racism part of Twitch, which is still a problem now. I've been dealing with it for years. This part of it concerns me and how they may deal with it because what we've already heard, what how it happens to the boardrooms is literally what was Emmett's fucking quote? It was like, oh, wow, the stuff that happens in our platform. Can't talk about that and then move on. I suspect that was probably the same response he had when it came to the trihex situation with his, his emote being spammed everywhere in races in a racist way. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy shit up to this point. It's been very clear in, 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 in Twitch's mind, money over everything else, full stop. Doesn't matter morally or otherwise zero, just all money all day. And now we wait and see how they respond to this. And hopefully they do good by it, but haven't, haven't done well in the past. Not to be outdone, Blizzard was reportedly blacklisting Team Liquid member uh, Saab. I don't know how to pronounce his whole name. I'm going to call him Saab. uh, Because his wife responded to a community manager's tweet speaking out against Blizzard saying, are you fucking serious right now? Uh, That sentence could be applied to, well, damn near anything Blizzard's done in the last, like, fucking three years. Uh, However, their response to that was the community manager then blacklisted him told him he would not be welcomed at any Hearthstone events, which is what he was competing in, if I'm not mistaken, and and more crazy to me was that his wife would not be allowed to accompany him to events he'd be allowed to go to in the future. Yikes. That blew up on on Twitter, and thankfully, uh, and only, and again, this is a very important a very important piece here is that how often are we seeing right now that in order for anything to be done, you need to have social media blow yep. the fuck up. And so if you don't have a big enough platform, your issue means dick. This guy, thankfully, his issue blew up. And on June 24th, amidst the firestorm, the community manager apologized and now, Sav is uh, no longer blacklisted, and his wife is allowed to be with him. What a fucking surprise. So, this is not just a Twitch problem. This yeah, is obviously everywhere in many industries, but in this gaming industry, I, it's like ego and power tripping and, yep. and uh, a, a agent, a, abuse of agency. It's fucking wild. Super wild. So, um, bro, you gotta, there's a lot of, there's a lot of young people. I'm telling you, there's a lot of young people in powerful positions and they like having their ego stroked. And if you do anything at all to cross them and you don't, you don't suck the right knobs as in like, you know, apparently uh, literally, well, it's probably, uh, Probably not the best metaphor to make uh, uh, right now, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. You don't you don't suck up to the right people. If you're not kissing enough ass, if you're not kissing enough ass. It's probably the right uh, the better uh, analogy to make at this time. Um, 
you're fucked. You're fucked or you're not you don't even have an even playing ground. You don't you don't have a shot. And 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 we're just seeing it more and 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 more. And I and like you know what? I bring it out. You, Let's yeah, just I, get it all fucking out of our system now. Let's tear the whole fucker down. Just yep. everyone all at once. Rip the band-aid yep. off. Leave no stone unturned. Yeah, Every this, this is where this is the time to do it. Everyone's yeah. at home. Everyone's constantly online. Everyone has, you know, they, they, this is the time to do it. This is where you're going to get the most fucking people behind your cause. This is the time to do it. Uh, but my God, yeah. I mean, blacklisting somebody and then because of something their wife said on Twitter. Fucking and crazy. then to blacklist the wife as well. Like, just. Uh, can, I, can I ask you something? How small is your penis? How small is your penis to go, hey, the wife didn't even say anything crazy. No, she was apparently one of the like 800 people that got fired. And then the community manager was basically like, uh, like, uh, trying to explain it away or something on Twitter. And so her response was, are you fucking like, are you fucking serious? Are you serious? Right yeah. Are you, are you fucking serious? And that was it. Yeah. That was the show. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. Oh, guess what? Your wife and you, you're blacklisted, bruh. Deal with it. There's nothing you can do about it. Cause I'm fucking... I'm King Kong in this bitch. Yeah. I'm fucking King Kong. Dude, people what? are what? F- what? What? <laughs> you ain't coming to my shit. What? I gotta be honest with you, Jeff. Most of the people Kiss that are doing ass. most of the people what? who are doing this shit what? can't yell that loud. Hey. There you go. What? There you go. Hey. That's, what, that's what they're doing. Eh. I'm, the, <laughs> I'm I'm fucking strong and powerful. I make multi six figures, seven figures a year, bitch. What do you do? Bow at my feet or I'm going to fucking banish. Oh, you know what? Your unborn kids are blacklisted. <laughs> I don't like the way you look at me. And then what? Twitter shows up. The internet blows up. Oh, I'm sorry. No harm me. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to give you guys VIP tickets the next time you're around. It's on me. Jesus, man. Like how, like how fragile of an ego do you have? Apparently... It's- it's crazy. A lot of people with very fragile egos. It's it's so sad. It's sad, dude. It's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's all for that stuff. We've officially gotten past that stuff. But uh, keep that truck going. You know, actually, I hope I don't have to hear anymore. Actually, actually, hold these people accountable for God's sake. You know, don't because this is this is the most. This is. In recent, like in recent memory, anyway, the most hot water Twitch has been in as a company in a substantial amount of time. So just fucking give her the business. Uh, all right. Now we can get the uh, the tech stuff out of the way, so you don't fall asleep. Intel has uh, apparently. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of fragile egos, Jeff, Intel has apparently been saying that their laptop processors are faster than AMDs using benchmarks and games that they did using totally different graphics cards. Oh, well, that's... I wonder why. (laughs) This was discovered after Intel's partner Connect marketing materials were released. And then everyone looked at it and went, wait a minute. Maybe it's doing better because you have a totally different graphics card in this computer. Yikes. 
Intel's desperate getting, times. Desperate fucking times, desperate bro. Desperate times. Desperate times. Uh, and in graphics card news, uh, leaked benchmarks for NVIDIA's 3090, uh, which is what people are calling it right now, shows possible increase over the 2080 Ti of 26%. But, in terms of performance, but... This comes from a die, so whatever the the, the the what the graphics card's basically running with, uh, that would be reserved based on like the tag that was on the benchmark. It is the top end die. It's the cream of the crop. of the crop, uh, and it's reserved for like the highest end cards. So you'd be seeing it in whatever the TI version top end of that generation would be more than likely, and possibly even reserved for stuff like the Titan X line, like the ultimate big dick stuff. Um, but so the thing to do, what we're going to wait and see what the lineup even looks like. And then of course, wait until they come out. But if the top end one is 26% better, that's pretty good. It's not worth spending $3,000 on it, but that's a pretty good, you know, generation over generation leap in performance. More important will be what, how they do in the mid range. The, the shit people are actually buying like a replacement for a 2060. Like, what yeah. does 3060 look like? Like, is that 26% better? Like, they, yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, and then that's it for tech, Jeff. We're past tech. You yeah. survived. Yeah. <laughs> but we're on yeah. to your least favorite gaming news. It's Pokemon news. Pokemon Unite announced and is ironically dividing the fan base. So Pokemon Unite. Uh, yeah, like I just said, uh, got announced, had a trailer, uh, and whatnot, and as it turns out, somebody internally decided that, you know what would be a really great idea? Let's do a Pokemon MOBA, 5v5, uh, and, uh, put it on mobile and Switch, and have it be done by Tencent and see how that goes over. If you're looking at it, right, if you click on that, if, if you squinted from across the room... What does that look like to you visually? Mm. It's almost exactly League of Legends. Like the, like the art style and everything. If you looked at it from a distance, you might legitimately think you were looking at League of Legends. It is almost exactly the same. Uh, so there you go. For some reason, they decided that was a good idea. So here's the real, here's the real meme. Uh, the uploaded trailer on YouTube got bombed. Had like 170 or 150 some or 140 some thousand dislikes. And only like, I don't know, like 10, 15,000 likes or some shit. They've been actively deleting dislikes for the last, for the last 24 hours. They've got it down to the point now where when I did this article up, they were at 23,000 dislikes and 20,000 likes. So even after basically massacring 5X... The dislikes, they still have more dislikes than than they do likes. Nobody wants this. I can't, and it, and you know what the worst thing is? You know what the 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 first few things you see on there, uh, before you see ten cent. It's free to start, whatever uh, the fuck that means. Means we're gonna ream you later. That's what that means. <laughs> yes. Free to start, and then they showed the ten cent logo, and then it's like uh, Pokemon Mobile, and you're like, "Nope, uh, no, thank you." Uh, and there you go, Pokemon Mobile. Does that sound like a good idea to you, Jeff? On your phone? 
Or just in general? Just in general. No. On your phone? No. It's like a bad time. Maybe it turns out to be fire. Maybe. But who's asking for a MOBA right now? Nobody in the industry. Who's asking for a Pokemon MOBA? Literally nobody. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's still going to find a way to make a lot of money. It, you know, oh, it, wouldn't, it, it wouldn't shock me. Uh, next up, Cyberpunk 2077 had a, a live stream event today that showed off some gameplay. I have, uh, it was still going, but I have the timer marked here. You ready to watch a little bit of Cyberpunk, Mr. Black? Give her thoughts. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, we've seen Cyberpunk before. But maybe it's even more Cyberpunk now, Jeff. You guys on the stream on YouTube are going to see the starting stream, uh, screen just for a moment here while I get this popped up and ready to go. All right. Uh, all right. You, uh, you ready there, Mr. Black? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Three, two, one, and go. Go in, snatch the cash, get out, and we sell the BD to those psycho freaks from the studio. So the first thing is, whoever did the live stream fucked up the, uh, the color space because it's washed out as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't look very good. No. Okay, on you go. Animation looks good. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that it was washed out, it'd probably look pretty dope. Oh, shit. Pistol whip. Slow, deep breaths. Your cortisol and adrenaline spiked, but the soft activated your hormone blockers. Nothing happened. You're alive and well. That was this is going to be a random thing to say, much. but her hair looks fantastic. Feel the Graphically speaking. Pain <laughs> I'm neither here nor there on the, on the hairstyle. Hope? Hope wrapped up in something else. Mm-hmm. Probably took a booster just before. You'll be fine. Got everything set up? Let's switch over to editing mode. So right now, yeah, he's sitting in like a chair. It looks like he just got out of like some like jacked up virtual reality, but that's actually you controlling a dude or seeing a dude's actions. Progress does not represent the final look of the game. You got to have that up there. Think of it as your own little sandbox. So analysis mode, you control playback can even pause when you feel the need. Then you use the editor console to unpause. Try it. Plan simple. Do nothing odd. Don't get creative. Okay. You go in, snatch the cash, get out. And we sell the BD to those psycho freaks from the studio. Got it, got it. Dream as hell, right? Well, that's not all. You can speed things up or rewind, whatever you like. So this looks like they're just basically seeing the, the scene we just saw, but from like a third-person perspective, like a... Like a yeah. Shitty security camera. Now try fast forwarding a bit. Plan simple. Do nothing Oh no, there's actual I'm almost positive there's some actual gameplay that comes up after this. That'll take you right back to the beginning. Try it. Now for some fun. This here's why you came in the first place. 
In analysis mode, you get to view and even scan details of the Enviro recorded by the BD Roller. Focus on the heat. The gun this gunk gets from his buddy... So this is basically the start of what they showed. This is a really weird way to start this off because it's super slow, right? Yeah. yeah. Why am I watching this over and over and over again? Like, I... This is something that I don't really need to see to get excited about the game because to me this looks like a boring piece of game. This looks like something to me that when I have to do it in the game, I'm not yeah. going to be happy about it. Let's move on. Now heads up. In analysis mode, you can ferret out... How many more times will she say analysis mode, Jeff? Too many. This tech records everything. Every little detail. Even the sights and sounds the roller was never aware of. To see the sources of the recorded sensory signals, switch to the audio layer in the editor. Go ahead and try that now. Please don't. Like, am I just watching, like, Cyberpunk 2077's Adobe Premiere replacement right now? I feel like I'm in a tutorial to do, like, a, a full fucking video audio editor. Seriously, like what's happening right next to me. No, I'm watching exactly what I wanted to watch, Xeeg. This is the gameplay. You know what a trailer means to me? Zero. Zero. This is what you're going to be playing. This is a major part of the game. Sometimes you can analyze extra layers in the raw. Stuff the rollers cyberware picked up. Like what? Ev's got Kiroshi optics that grab infrared, meaning you should be able to grab heat signatures from her recording. Huh. Hello, nice. Hello. Scanning works on peeps, too. Welcome He's to West Coast, Coast Jeff. Try scanning her. Alright, next thing. Scroll forward to the part where our artist gets a lead injection. Or I will fucking drop you, I swear to God! Well, no! Fucking head off! If you zoom in, you can see the heat signature of both of their nipples. Take a picture now for your records. <laughs> if you look closely, you'll notice his left nipple is pierced. And it's the same piercing that you found. There's seven variations of, of, of nipple hair that you can put on your character. Bro, I'm bored, man. Why would you... Why would you... Okay, so... Why would you ever show this off to get anyone excited? Does this get any- I just have- maybe it's just us, Jeff. Maybe we're old men. I'm gonna ask the chat. Does this excite anyone? I feel like people are gonna tell- like, say to us that we're just like haters because we hate on everything. Like, but like, I gotta be- I gotta be real. Like, is this exciting anyone? No, no, no. Nipple heat. Yes. Fuck I, no. Did we get a yes in there? Yeah, it's impressive, right? It's too bad most of the BDs we do here are only good for flogging the log. Kinda? Alright, we so got one kinda. Pretty big part of the cyberpunk universe. It's not just something you Alright, okay, we're back, we're back to talking heads. And there's two sides I'd really like you guys to help me explore. All right, where's the, the fighting and stuff? So all right, let's see if we can find. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find you so a. And all of these. Have that has quest designer. Uh, let's see. Okay. So when we come up with. A oh, they don't do any more so like really crazy. I saw. Let's see. 
It's like therapy. Part of the game. Yeah, bro, I've just scanned through it. I'm not seeing anything. All right. That's the show. So then, with that, I'll watch the trailer, because apparently... They showed off the most boring part of the game. <laughs> so I'll give uh, one sec here. Who has the link to the trailer? Because apparently, okay, so it does have gameplay in the trailer. Okay. Does anyone Night, have the link to that bad boy? City Wire the gig trailer. I think this is it. Oh, do you got it? Yeah. I think that's. Oh yeah, well, I probably don't even have links allowed in chat. That was a dumb thing to ask. All right. Yeah, this has got to be. Yeah, this is from today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, one sec. All right, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. I love this town, the city of endless opportunity. Ready to get your cherry popped? Yeah, come on. Like any Jeff, are you ready to get your cherry popped? Yeah. Also, is it stuttery for you or is that just me? Frame rate's bad. Okay. The major leagues. We're only here because Dex is pulling the strings. Might be the upload since this isn't the official. Probably. They just don't know it yet. But if you got the cojones and you know how to use them, you can do damn near anything. I know the frame rate's not like that in the game. It's just the trailer. you go out with a bang, right? You know, you can make heaps more eddies as a motivational speaker. Yo, Mr. V, a pleasure. So what's the gig, Dex? You meant to come out in one piece? <laughs> How about we go over the plan? There's this prototype tech, a biochip to be precise. Job's to grab it. Guessing it belongs to a court. Mm-hmm. Arasaka. We are robbing some heavy hitters. Thought you could blackmail me, fucker! High risk, high reward. First rule of the afterlife. Cutting, baby. Goes without saying, we do this on the hush. Show me some gameplay! Sounds simple enough. Lit, asshole. Thank you! Go. Is it gonna be dangerous? Don't you worry, me, boy. We're bulletproof. Put your ass open now! What the fuck just happened in there? Can't stop digging Night City. Fucking major leagues. Happy now, Jackie? Yep, I fucking hide! Time to bail! Oh my god, we're so fucked. Alright, there's about 14 seconds of gameplay in that two minute long trailer. So I figured out Cyberpunk. Game risk could be. And the title. Who are you? I don't know if anybody on the internet has figured this out yet. Hey, it's Keanu Reeves! I think I have deciphered it all. Alright, what what is it? You ready? I'm ready. Cyberpunk 2077 mm. is code for when the game is finally coming out. In 2077. Boom. Feels like it. 2077 might be the time that you're done beating the game as well if you have to do too much of that detective work in that fucking mode. Yeah. Um... Okay. Visually, 10 out of 10. Nobody's going to disagree with that. Voice acting, all sounds spectacular, 10 out of 10. Writing, probably also going to be pretty damn fucking awesome. But gameplay that we've seen so far, which is not a lot, 
given it's supposed to come out in November, is not getting me excited. I want to know... It presents like a game that's going to be high fucking octane. But from what I've seen, it's not high octane. It just reminds me of... um of um raid is it called raid or oh rage rage you know I mean like the game rage yeah Those I know what games. you mean uh it's what it reminds me of like a big rage game which hey I'm I don't want to hate on this to hate on this I haven't seen enough uh, gameplay to be able to hate on it yeah it's like the thing is is when I when I keep hearing that they delay this I don't care like it's like I'm it's like I'm not I'm not even really looking forward to it. It's like when it comes out, I'll grab it and I'll try it, but um, it might wow me. It's probably best that I have lower, lower expectations, not on this like complete hype train. I think what it is, is it's more people are excited about the, the time frame, like the, the, the period piece Mm. of it being a futuristic, like grand theft auto type game, um, which is cool. You know, and Keanu Reeves is there to spice things up, which is cool. But ultimately, it just looks like another game. Uh, it's uh, Ghost in chat saying, in the end, every every single person in this room is going to buy it. That is that's true. I will buy it. You ain't um, wrong with that. I will buy it. I'm going to buy it, but you know why I'm going to buy it? Because I'm going to review it. And if I wasn't going to review it, ask me if I'd buy it. The answer is no. The answer is no. I'm ex- I, the the peak of excitement for me about Cyberpunk 2077 was that Keanu Reeves was in a video game again. That was literally the peak of my interest in Cyberpunk 2077. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if this game is really good. Just like The Last of Us, I have zero interest in that game. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe I'm going to really enjoy it, but like you, maybe it will be a bonus. I'm going in with not super high expectations. Yeah. We go in and we get our fucking, our our nipple heat sensors blown right off. Mm. It could happen. Oh, Hey, I hope, dude, I don't like the root against games. I'm hoping this game fucking kicks ass and everybody around the world enjoys it. And it becomes this new big franchise and a game that we get like once every five, six years. And it's, big and it's immersive and it's amazing i'm hoping for that from from what i'm seeing right now it just looks like a an, another i don't want to say generic because it's not the gameplay looks generic but the game itself is seems unique and intriguing yes which, yeah which, which is which is what you want um so let's hope that that story the characters and stuff can make a generic looking gameplay feel new and fresh and I've got faith that that's going to happen, but I, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, I'm super pumped for this game. And no. I, I'm just so disappointed that I have to wait an extra couple months to get my hands on it. At CD uh, Projekt Red, the odds of the game being bad are not high. Yeah, slim. The, 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 it's very unlikely that this game is going to be bad. This is, this is going to be a game of the year contender. Yep. And it's going to be a game that a lot of people talk about for a not insignificant amount of time. That's going to be, it's, it's going to, it's going to be something that comes up on social media constantly, and when they release new content for it, it's going to be it's going to be massive. It's going to be like The Witcher, mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, shit, I wouldn't be surprised. If we got a fucking TV show out of this eventually, just like The Witcher. 
Apparently, they do an anime. They are doing an anime. That was the next part of that. So they are apparently doing an anime coming out 2022 uh, by uh, the team, which I, ha- which I have written down here, Studio Trigger, uh, which, okay, so the show itself is going to be called Edge Runners, airing 2022, like I said, getting 10 episodes. That <clears> studio in particular has a pretty decent track record. If you, even if you're not a major anime watcher, you might have even at least heard of one or two of these. Um, uh, in that they have done Kill a Kill, Darling in the Franks, Little Witch, uh, a little, yeah, Little Witch Academia, and more. So that's actually a really, really big pickup for them. If they're going to do an anime, that's a fucking monstrous pickup for them to have them do that. So 10 episodes of that sounds pretty fucking good. Uh, but 2022, you got some time to wait on that one. Yeah, we saw the, the 14 minutes of gameplay. We don't have the time today. We'll wait for the next round of gameplay. I'm sure there's going to be some more in like three weeks. We'll watch it then. This podcast is going to be too long if we're not careful. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I might even watch that on my off time on the stream so that I, when we talk about Cyberpunk again, I'll have more, uh, more to, to talk about. Uh, next up, Crash Bandicoot 4. We don't need to watch that. Uh, we, well, we can't watch it. You can watch it on your own if you haven't already, Jeff. But Crash Bandicoot 4 was announced along with the trailer. The reason we can't watch it here is because it has Funk Soul Brother as the track on it, which, by the way, is still a fire song. It was fire when it came out. It's still a fire song now. And it was perfect for Crash because it's like the same era. You get the nostalgia, uh, uh, from the music. It, the game looks dope. It, they're not trying to do something new. They're not trying mm-hmm. to do anything crazy. That's They're good. basically just expanding on old Crash formula, and it looks it looks good. So you can look forward to that, Crash Band- uh, Bandicoot 4. And then after that... Now this is pod racing, Jeff. Star Wars Episode One Racer was announced with a trailer for the Switch. You can check that out too if you want. It includes uh upgrading pod racers apparently i don't remember if the original had upgrades to the pod racers or not or if you just unlocked pod racers and used whichever one you wanted to it's been so long since i played it uh but it's basically the n64 game give or Mm -hmm. take i mean it literally looks like you took the n64 game took the n64 filter out of it and then that was the show um not that I would expect them to take the time to fucking completely remaster pod racer and i bet you this game is still going to sell a shitload of copies. Uh, I, shit, I might even buy it. Pod Racer was a good game. Fun. It was a fun game. I got it behind me. Uh, and then what else do we get? That's it. That's the gaming news, Jeff. We're done. Boom. The gaming news, which Boom. means it's time to sell out, Mr. Black. You ready to sell out? Patreon.com slash lag TV. Head on over there. Throw some money at the screen. Uh, small as a dollar, all the way up to whatever you like goes to supporting the podcast when we do every week. Uh, if you don't want to give money or you can't, totally cool. Hit that like button. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a review on uh, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever that you can leave a review. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much that for us. We have sponsors. We got NordVPN. If you guys are... Um, Looking for a VPN service, a virtual private network, as in you need uh, to want to take an extra or you want to take an extra precaution for safety measures on the Internet. Uh, definitely go check out NordVPN, mask your IP, 
you can also watch different regions of Netflix. You can watch region block content, whether it's on YouTube, Twitter, uh, websites that block certain regions from being able to see. It works in China as well for the great China firewall. Um, you can use up to six simultaneous devices anywhere at any time. So you, it could be your laptop. You can get an app for your smartphone, uh, an extension on your browser, a desktop app, a smart TV app. You can even uh, hook it right directly up to your your uh, your router, your modem, um, and mask your IP through that. You can get around data capping as well. Uh, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if the servers that you're connecting to is not doing what you thought it was going to, uh, you get your money back 30 days, within 30 days, no questions asked, full refund. Um, but I am yet to have people come to me and say, hey, the servers aren't fast enough. It's not doing what that what you want it to do. You can play video games on these servers. You can stream on these servers. You can stream and play video games at the same time on these servers. Um, yeah, best in the business. And at 70% off using the promo code OTT, it's a no-brainer. That's less than a uh, grande cinnamon dolce latte at Starbucks. That's right. And you get to support the stream. Uh, the more that you guys support them, the more they support the stream. Um, they are a big sponsor of the stream. So big thank you to everybody that has went and picked up a subscription in NordVPN. Link is in the description below. Or you can type in www.nordvpn.com slash OTT. And it'll Boom. take you directly to our page. 70% off. Also, what else we got? We also got Elgato. If you don't have a stream deck, well, you all got to get one. These things are incredible. Think of them as major hotkeys, macros uh, that you can just click by uh, one little button. Next thing you know it, you're listening to music. You can hook it up to our podcast and click a button and takes you right to our page. You can uh, do it for your favorite Twitch streamers. Um, hey, if you if your favorite mixer streamers are going to be out of the uh, out of it, hey, hook up their new Facebook gaming or their new Twitch on your stream deck and just click a button with their logo uh, so you can get to their to their stream. Um, you can you can edit with this stuff. You can have if you're a Grand Theft Auto player, you can have your emotes hooked up to your character. If you're a World of Warcraft player, uh, you can have your spells and and different uh, macro keys hooked up so that. You know, you have your own little side keyboard that you're just clicking one instead of control alt two or, you know, things like that. You can macro it all down with just uh, a stream deck and you can get them in three different sizes. You can do the mini, the regular, the XL. Plus, they have uh, lighting so you can grab a key light, green screens, and also. Are we having? Also. Oh, the new, the new, new. Well. I got a little, I got a little something, something in the mail. Oh, got that new, new and I'm project wave. And I do believe their new microphone is in here, which also can all be hooked up through your Elgato stream deck. Uh, the wave is in here. They're in the audio game now, guys. I'm hearing great things. By this time next week, I'll be able to give y'all my, uh, my honest opinion on it. And they gave me a fancy box. Because uh, they love me. And, uh, yeah. I, I That's a big-ass box for a microphone, Jeff. Say what? That's a big-ass box for a microphone. Uh, I think it's what they give their partners. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So they 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 sent. I think it's probably a little specialized in there. Um, it'd be pretty crazy if the box did come like this. Uh, if, it comes, <laughs> if it does, it's impressive, and their shipping costs are probably a little high. Half the cost of the microphone is the box. But uh, you know what, oh, man? Do I want to? Do I want to even? I'm gonna take. Are you, are you thinking about this right now? You taking a peek? Taking a peek. God, I'm scared. <laughs> Oh, I actually just turned on my, uh, my place. Oh no, I just knocked out my head. All right. This is not a good time for me to do this. <laughs> oh, it smells, it smells like new. Hmm. I just popped out my headphones by accident. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm not going to do this right now cause I want to do this officially, but, uh, yeah, anyway, microphones in here uh definitely go check them out i do believe they still have some in stock um i think right the threes now, are still in stock i think yeah, maybe right now it is the best selling microphone in the market it's crushing everything right now like that's the thing with elgato products is they're always sold out like people come to me it's like hey uh i tried to go and buy this uh sold out so um definitely go and check out amazon and uh, see if they have any in stock. I think they still do. I, I just saw some tweets, but definitely go check it out. And this time next week on the podcast, I'll give you guys my opinion. Um, obviously, it's way different than my Neumann. Um, but uh, It's also one-tenth the cost. It's also one-tenth the cost. Uh, but for an entry-level microphone, apparently this thing is amazing. Uh, I'm hearing this from a lot of people uh, that for the price and what you get, it's crushing it. Um, and you can do all kinds of stuff as well, like with um, adding like reverb and um, effects. It's got, uh, a, it's got an entire driver suite that allows you to route a lot of like it, it extends. Just like the Go XLR. Of, yeah, it's it, like, it allows you to do a lot of like Windows audio routing. It allows you to, uh, there's like zero, uh, close to, it's almost zero latency monitoring if you're into that. Um, yep. kind of thing. It's it's capable of of uh of of doing more than you would want for almost anything. Honestly, this would be the microphone. The only the literally the only thing that could possibly make this not more valuable as a first microphone for people than the USB version of the AT twenty twenty would be if the software bogged your computer down. But that is apparently by all the initial reports not the case. It's just like one percent point five percent of most CPU usage. And so it's pretty much no different than running software uh, or even less than running software to do, you know, compression and EQ. Uh, And it has a clip guard on it, which is, again, one of those things that you would want to have as a streamer uh, to just make sure you're not killing the ears of everyone that's listening. It's just a good, solid entry uh, level mic that will carry you up through until the day that maybe, if you feel like it, you're stepping into the big boy XLR uh, segment and it will carry you that whole way. That's what it seems like. I haven't, you know, I'll have to, more and more reviews will come through, but there's no reason to think that it isn't going to be a, a quality product. Pretty much everything Elgato's come out with in the last few years has been uh, has been quality. So maybe give that a look, see if you're in the market. And uh, there you go. Elgato, get one. You know what? Somebody's going to tell me if this is the regular box. That I cannot possibly be. That thing would just, oh. the amount of money. Yeah, because there was a, there's like a, a, something in there that has some writing on there, I think. So, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I think, yeah. I think that's a special box. Oh, 
feel so special. <sighs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The sellout is done, and now we move on to... Movies and TV! Jeff, it is now 26 and a half degrees in this room. Woo! It's nice and chilly I in here. I smell terrible. I, I, oh. went, I got on the treadmill and walked uphill for 45 minutes, and then I did chest and shoulders. Mm. I've sweated all day. Have not mm. stopped. I've changed shirts twice. Yes. And I'm going to have to change again after this podcast is done. I know. I've been heavy on that treadmill, too. Oh, I'm my God. So far today. What yeah. Putting the work in. Getting the knee back. Yes. Uh, first up, the Witcher series is uh, set to apparently start production again on August 17th. And uh, for those who watched the first season and scratched their heads with what the fuck just happened, it will apparently, the next season, avoid the timeline mess that the first season featured. Which is good because the bouncing back and forth in the first season confused the everlasting fuck out of almost everyone. Yeah. Even me, like, and, and I didn't even realize what was going on until like the fourth episode. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, like it, yeah. I was like, saw it, and it was like, "What's going on?" And then at one point, uh, at one point, M was like, "Why does you know?" Because the biggest problem was that Geralt doesn't age. Yes. So like, like you had to use other characters in the, and where he was to like piece Put it together. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So that was yeah that made it that made it difficult. So uh, so that's the thing. And then next up, Michael Keaton apparently in talks to return as Bruce Wayne or something similar for the Flash movie coming up. I heard. I wouldn't be against more Michael Keaton as Batman. I like Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. And an older one, too? Hell yeah, let's go. Thumbs up. I'm all for it. That's literally all I have. That's all there is in movie. Okay. The movie industry is dead right now. Oh! um, In regards to AMC opening up, they released a really odd statement that has me very confused, especially considering the U.S. just hit... Their all-time daily record for COVID cases. When they open their theaters, they are not requiring masks for patrons. Apparently, yeah. Uh, well, unless they uh, change their stance, because they said we don't want to get political, so we're just going to say no masks. So was their original statement. From so, from what I read, which I think was yesterday or the day before, hmm. they are doing that for the states that don't require masks. The states that require masks, they mm. uh, people have to wear masks. The ones that don't require masks, then uh, they're they're not requiring them to wear masks. But their employees are required to wear masks at all times, even in the states that it's not required. So uh, I feel yeah. like the states that don't require masks currently are the states with the highest cases in the would entire make, country. Would make sense. And so that seems like almost ass backwards to what I would want to do as a guy. Like for me, how like like how many people are going to refuse to go to the movie theater because they have to wear a cloth mask versus how many people are going to want are going to be deterred from going to a movie theater because they know that other people are likely to not be wearing masks. Well, I think I think what the movie theater uh, also is thinking to themselves is for one um, they don't want to lose customers. Like that's very obvious. But that's what I mean. Like, wh- like how many are not going to go from one side versus? Yeah. So I think I think well I think the people the I was watching the it's like 40, 60, I think it's sixty percent 
of moviegoers are under the age of 40. Okay. Um, and a big chunk of those are under the age of 30. The ones that are under the age of 30, um, likely, uh, which I, I think there's a term they're using it in the States, and I forget what it's called. Um, basically, they don't give a fuck. Um, I forget what the, I mean, I don't want to, you the know. Term, I, Jeff, I have the term. You know what the scientific term is? Yeah. It's called being an idiot. Yeah. So the idiots. Yes. Um, they're going to they're gonna go one way or another. Yeah. Um, where they're, where they're going to be, uh, where there could be problems is from uh, Monday to Friday during the days, 60% of from and I'm, I'm the numbers are rough, but around 60% of moviegoers are over the age of 40. So okay. you, you're getting older people during the days because mm. they're retired or whatever, um, and they're going to the movie to the movie theaters during the weekdays. So, like two o'clock showing, one o'clock showing, noon. These people are also the high risk for the coronavirus. So, you know, I think. And what the movie industry is projecting is that they're going to take a big hit during the daytime. But when it comes to the nighttime weekends um, and even during the summer months, more people have time uh, even more so during now is uh, the, the hit isn't going to be as severe as uh, what people think. Um, the other issue is, is, um, if you're not even if there is a mask ruling, there is no ruling against eating food. So when you think about it, okay, even if masks are mandatory, the concessions is still going to be open, and also people bring food into the movie theater as well. So even though masks are in some cases mandatory or not mandatory, depending on the state. The problem is, is people are going to eat food. They're going to drink their drinks. And what do you do? You remove your mask when you're eating your food, when you're drinking your drink. And when you remove your mask, you essentially are opening your uh, opening yourself and everybody else up to the air that's circulating in the auditorium. So I th- what from what I'm reading is, is the, the, the movie chain theaters, since there are states where it's going, hey, we don't require masks. The reality is, mask or not mask, you're, you're putting yourself in harm's way if you're going to the movie theater and your primary concern is coronavirus. The majority of people that are going to go to the movie theater are not too concerned about coronavirus because if they were concerned about the coronavirus, they wouldn't go to the fucking movie theater. It's just really that simple. So even if you are wearing a mask and you're eating food, what's the point of wearing a mask? If if you're going to have your mask off while you eat your popcorn and drink your drink and what you know whatever else is going on. So it's a it's a fucky situation uh and it's I guess it's it's state by state. I mean the the the, the thing is is in Canada yeah, sure. It's province by province, and each province is making their own sort of decisions on when they're reopening things and the bubble getting bigger and letting people travel and things like that. But for the most part, Canada is sort of united in terms of like a, an overarching 
this is what's going on. Um, we're all moving in generally the same direction. Yes, exactly. We're moving generally in the same direction. There are there, you know, there are exceptions, but for the most part, Trudeau is getting on. He's saying his piece. He's uh, going to the country every day and telling people what's going on. And for the most part, all provinces are sort of on board with this movement. Problem is with the states is just about every single state is doing their own fucking thing. And uh, depending on if you're a red state or a blue state, they don't want to do certain things. They don't want to get rid of certain freedoms. And and I don't want to get into a big political fucking bash. But I think the 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 reason why AMC is saying we don't want to get political is because ultimately it does boil down to red and blue states and what they got going on there and what their protocols are for those states. And so they don't want to make a statement. They don't want to take a stance and say, hey, our our state is saying you don't have to wear masks. But we as a company, we're saying you have to wear a mask. In reality, it's probably the it is the bet the better thing to do to say, hey, everybody should wear a fucking mask. But when you think about it, if you're opening up and people are eating and you're also about to go bankrupt um, and, you know, you what what else are they supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like, seriously. So, you know, and it's no different in the restaurants. Restaurants are opened. People aren't wearing masks while they eat. It's the same thing in virtually everything. The, the, I, the idea is that if you're at least wearing a mask until you are seated, not moving freely around, and then you take your mask off to eat, and then putting your mask on back uh, back on when you're done your food, which most people are done their food before the fucking previews are even over, that is statistically dramatically better than not having a mask on at any point in time during your entire visit to the movie theaters. I mean, I agree. I, I agree. But I mean, at the same time, you know, and not everybody eats all their food at the, uh, you know, from the, most you know, people but, are like, unless you're doing like, like a whole the, fucking bag of popcorn. Most people are done. Well, a like, lot of, a lot of people, I mean, yeah. a lot of people eat, sure. uh, a lot of people eat their, I mean, even me, for example, yeah. I'll, I'll eat like my poutine before the movie but starts. The, yeah. But the but idea I'll be snacking on popcorn throughout yes, the whole movie. I don't even like not, eat all of it. It's not as bad. Cause again, like in, in that scenario, wearing the mask would be most important and most effective all the way up to where everyone's seated in the theater because they're doing it at 20% capacity and everyone is spaced out. Uh, so, 25 to 50, depending on the theater. That's going on. Oh, it's not 20. Okay. Either way. So it's, yeah. Either way, the 50. idea is to hopefully still keep people six feet, six feet apart would be my idea. guessing. Yeah. Would be it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when everyone's seated at that point, yes, mask off is still not a great, it's still not great, especially in an indoor enclosed environment. But it is better than everyone up and interacting at concession stands, getting through the doors, in the bathrooms, wherever, any, literally any other place in the movie theater. Yeah. And so to have the mask on up to that point, and then the people who are eating are eating, and the people who aren't, who aren't, and there's space between them, that's the lowest percent chance is when they're seated in the theater like that. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. We all know it's how theaters are as well. So yeah. when you go to the movie theater... And you're sitting down watching a movie. There's assholes that talk. There's people that are on their phones. There's uh, people that are making noise, uh, kicking your chair. Um, they, don't, they don't follow the rules. And before each movie starts, typically there's things that come up like, hey, you know, please be mindful of the people around you. And uh, please put your trash, you know, 
in the garbage can on your way out. Uh, and don't forget to drop off your 3D glasses. You know, th- there's all these different things. But when do you ever see the theater people, the employees, the management ever hammer down on those rules? Ever. So if you're going to have people, everybody has to wear a mask, and then what, somebody doesn't have a mask on? You're going to tell them to leave? It, and and but in theory, yeah, but is it going to happen? No. You know what I mean? It's it's the the problem is it's just is, about is doing just it's just about doing doing anything. Yeah, you can't control it's everything. Than, yeah. It's yeah, better like, than nothing. That's as, as far like literally that's as simple as it gets. Yes, there are always like there's there's a million things that will happen, but requiring masks to be on until seated to eat, and then whether or not people uh, like once they're in the theater listen to that or not is fine. You. If the theaters are really on their fucking deathbed and they can't get a, uh, an employee to just enforce a specific time frame rule, then that's just fucking dumb. I'm sorry. It's fucking stupid. Restaurants, a lot of restaurants are operating. Obviously, you can't eat with a mask on. So when you're seated, you're eating, there are people far away from you before the next table. And then if you're up and moving around, a lot of restaurants then require you to place the mask back on your face while you're moving around the restaurant, which is perfectly fucking sensible. Restaurants have dress codes that throw people out all the time at the door and say, hey, if you can't get a pair of fucking slacks and a button-up shirt, you can't come in here. That happens. Golf courses. You don't have Hugo Boss shorts. At the theaters. It's just what I, that's what I'm saying is it just sadly it doesn't happen at the theaters. I'm with you on that 100. percent Enforce your shit. But the problem is is you've got a bunch of 20 year olds uh, that are working at the theaters to get free movies and uh, and eat as much popcorn as they want. They don't give a fuck, bro. They actually don't care about the job. They don't even want to be there. And they're most certainly not going to tell uh, you know. Uh, of people in the audience during a movie, hey, put your mask on or I'm going to kick you out. It's just not going to happen because a lot of people will say, hey, buddy, go fuck yourself. Do something about it. That's just how people are at the movies. Been going to movies a long time in many different places, and that's just the way it is. Also, uh, people are like in stores too. Like people are just assholes. I get it. So just pricks, right? So the reality is, um, here, here's my thing. Um, if you're not comfortable, don't go to the fucking movie theater because the reality is, I don't care if you put on a mask or you don't put on a mask, people are going to take their masks off. They're going to eat. And even if it is a rule, assume the rules are going to be broken because they will be. And they, it's just absolutely it. And if you, you can't hold the, the theater or, or the restaurant or the store accountable if you get sick because you know the repercussions of going out in a, in a, in a badly infected area. Uh, and if you want to go out and you want to, you want to play God, you want to go out to the movie theater in a highly contagious uh, environment uh, where, you know, COVID is still running rampant like crazy, different for places like here where we literally have no active cases for over two weeks and we got one person in the hospital uh, and, you know, things are still a little safe. Would I still wear a mask in a theater? Absolutely, I will. But uh, I'm also not rushing out to go. If I was in the States right now, uh, in most certainly in, in some states, I wouldn't even fucking leave my house let alone going to the movie theater. So to the people that are going to be going to the movie theaters, if you don't care, and it's usually those people like under the age of, of 40, uh, where they're just like, I'm invincible. It doesn't really affect me. Uh, just know, just because the theaters requires people to wear masks doesn't mean you're safe. 
because people are going to break those rules. They just are. And the theater chain, I guarantee you, especially in a time where they need business, they're not about to even tell people at the door to leave. They're going to let these people come in because they need to get back to making money or they're going to go under. It's just, that's the sad truth. God speed. Uh, yes. a, I, I can't, I just can't even, I, I can't even imagine being in the States right now in pretty much any state in the States and thinking to myself, yeah, I'm going to go to the movie theater. I could, I couldn't even fucking cross that bridge. I don't even know what kind of a headspace you have to be in to get to the point where you say, I'm going to go to the movie theater right now. It's. I think the headspace is I am tired of being in my house. Uh, I'm feeling very isolated. I'm depressed. I, I need some sense of normalcy in my life. I'm going fucking crazy here. I need an escape. I don't know what is going to happen in the future. People are saying it's going to get worse. Some people it are is. saying behind us. <laughs> I just need to feel like I'm a human again. And people do things when, you know, you know, they're under uh, certain pressures uh, and are feeling certain ways. And then there are some people that are like, hey, I don't even believe in any of this. Yeah. I think this is all fucking dog shit. And I'm going to go regardless because it's my freedom and I can do whatever the fuck I want. No government's going to tell me that I can and cannot go to this place because, you know, uh, fuck everybody else. Did you know, uh, Jeff, that it's not masculine if you wear a mask? <laughs> this guy pulling a Joe Rogan. Did quote. you know? <laughs> Joe Rogan, you know what? If I told Joe Rogan my dick was made of elk meat, he can suck it, chew it, and spit it the fuck out. Guy's a cuck fucking asshole with a He's massive a pla- with a massive bro. fucking platform that has bro scienced the shit bro. out of it at the <laughs> worst possible time that he could be doing it. Really? Bro. You're not taking risks, so it's not me. But at the same time, he's like doing spot checks of motherfuckers coming into his podcast. Like, what kind of a fucking idiot is he? Jesus H. He might be good at like talking to people casually, but that guy's a fucking idiot. Full stop. Don't worry. I guarantee Joe Rogan wearing a mask everywhere he fucking goes. I promise you. Or he's just never leaving the house in the first place. He probably doesn't have to leave the house too much. That's probably the reality of it. Because you know what though the thing is with Joe Rogan is when he if he said he doesn't wear a mask I'd actually believe him. Dude's fucking wacky, dude. I'm not going to lie, I low key love Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan's a fucking idiot. I don't I don't have to agree. That's the beautiful thing is I don't hate people when I don't agree with I'll still every, watch his podcast cuz yeah. cuz his podcast has good content. But yeah, he's a I, fucking I, idiot. I I don't <laughs> I don't I don't have to uh agree with every facet of everybody's ideologies. I we can, I can have differing opinions and still like a person and respect their point of view. I don't have to agree with everything. Um, Joe Rogan is, is that you're that way. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't need to call somebody, you know, I don't need to completely think they're a fucking dumbass. I, you know, people are, some people are just different, you know, they just raise different. They think different. Um, bro, come on. He's literally, he's literally saying wearing a mask is, is, is makes you less of a man. Come the fuck on here. This is not him having a slightly different political opinion. This is just some dumb shit. I mean, at the same time, he's also a comedian and he's also, he's not joking. He's also eh, full stop. He's not joking. I I think there's part of him that believes that. And I also think there's a part of him that, you know, says things sometimes that are on more of a, 
he's a bro, man. He's literally you literally said bro science. He's he's literally a bro. Does he say some dumb shit sometimes? Absolutely. And this isn't the first time he said some dumb shit. Uh, I've watched some podcasts from like, oh, come on, Joe. Really? Come on, bro. Really, bro. But then, you know, I'm just but when you say something, it's, it's joking or not. When you say something like that with he's got the biggest podcast on earth. The amount of influence you have and then to say some shit like that. Yeah, I agree. It's just fucking like, come on. I agree. I agree. Come the fuck on. Uh, you know what time it is, Jeff? Tech support. Every week, patreon.com slash lag TV. $10 and higher. Going to get you in on that sweet tech support action where you can ask us questions. We answer them as best we can. Uh, this week, what do we got if this wants to load? There we go. Uh, Super Comic Guru asks, do you think if Mixer invested all that money into more mid-tier streamers that they would have survived? No. No. Uh, because they needed to, the, they didn't do a wrong thing by buying those two guys up. They just didn't do anything yeah. with those two guys. They didn't execute. And they didn't do anything outside of buying. They didn't do, they didn't make any moves anywhere. So they, there was a whole slew of shit they didn't do. And mid-tier streamers wouldn't have saved their ass, no. uh, to say the least. Kim, it's better to give or better to receive. I'm actually, I, I actually am more of a giver. I'm not talking, just this is not, I don't think he necessarily means sexually, but. Oh, okay. I thought that's where he was going All, with it. all the same, if, if that would stand, I'm still, I, I still, you know, I have more fun. You like to, hand, you like I, to receive, even if it's sexual? What, what? you mean Give? Oh, I'm, in, in, oh yeah, okay. in the oh, in the bedroom, okay. I'm more of a giver than a, you know. I I enjoy the act of giving more than the the act of receiving oh, most in most any circumstance, mm. sexual or not. What about mm. you? Oh, I'm definitely a giver. Yeah, I I would, and I can tell you from experience, so you far more joy from giving yes to, to other people than what you do receiving. Yeah. It, it's just infinitely more. Uh, but. But with that but, being said, okay. With that being said, uh, it's important that you're in a position to give, hmm. because when you, when you when you're in a position to give and you give, it feels incredible. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yes, yeah. Don't bank. And that yourself. could be. It, and no, it, it might not even just be money. Yeah, it in any be, in any way, yeah, in emotionally, any way. Yeah, whatever. You know, because there's a lot of people in relationships that give, you know, everything and they receive nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you need, you need in giving, you know, whether it's love or your time or money or whatever, uh, those things only feel right if uh, you're in a position to give those things. When you are in a position, it's better than receiving all the time. And obviously, when you're not in a good position, it's always good to receive because, you know, you need, you, you, you need, need, you need it. it. You need it. Uh... This is a random question, but I will ask it because uh, oh, oh, <laughs> it's so random. Loose Caboose asks, if you got to choose between two The Price is Right style showcase prizes, one for a fancy smoker setup and one for a fancy workshop slash workbench setup, which would you take? Smoke. Smokery. Just give me something so I can smoke. It's like, uh, apparently there's one of those, I think it's called like the green egg. Yeah, some, seen, yeah, or, the green egg barbecue smoker is like that's like the that's like the that's the the one that everyone ends up buying when they when they get into it. Yeah, so uh, that's something that I want to get eventually. 
is mm-hmm. I want to get one of those one if of those not cheap. Yeah, actually, I'm going to look and see look up and see how much those are. I'm going workbench just because the workbench is going to cost a lot more than the fancy smoker. And fuck the workbench. I want the damn. I want the give me because I won't use the the workbench. Let me see here. The smoker, the green egg shop. It is multiple thousands. Really, if, that much? If I'm not mistaken. Green egg smoker. Um, you can't even buy them on Amazon. Green egg smoker price. Uh, Canada. Okay, so they have them at they have them at Home Depot. All right, we're looking at all products. Explore. You know they're expen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are you sure the workbench is cheaper? Yes. Well, more expensive. All the the tools, all the tools, all the tools just. Okay. For this. Okay. So this is the two XL. So that one's 41, $4,200. Yeah. For a smoker. Yeah. Holy shit. That's intense. Yep. All right. Well, (laughs) I ain't getting one of those. Start saving. Uh, Alexa asks, retrying last week's question, if you won a contest uh, that would give you free food to any restaurant of your choice, for which one would you pick? So, for instance, if you pick McDonald's, all the food in every McDonald's of the world is free for you. Fuck all that. I I live here. Just, just give me sushi at fucking, uh, Minato for the rest of my life. I'm Mm. good. I'm not going to get greedy and go global. Just give me, just give me. Good sushi at that restaurant for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'm not fucking with low McDonald's or some shit. I'm like, at no point am I going to another country going, man, I could really go for a mixed shit. No. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm kind of with you. If you want to give me free sushi to any one of my favorite sushi joints, I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah, sure. McDonald's, you know, those things are, you'd eat them from time to time, but. I also feel like if you gave me an unlimited freebie to McDonald's, I'd be eating at McDonald's way too much. And it's a big no for me, dog. So uh, I'm going with sushi. I'm doing the Sam cheating because it's, it's my favorite. You know, five years ago, not even five, three, I'll say three years ago, I would have said Subway. But Subway has just gone to shit. I actually don't even remember the last time I had Subway. It's been months. Uh, um, I haven't had Subway since like last year sometime. Yeah, yeah it's just been such dog shit. The yeah. Subway before, it's like, yeah, I'd, I'd, cause I used to eat it like every day. The Subway never got, Subway never got, like their biggest problem was they never got their supply, cha- supply chain in order to the point where they were able to provide good quality food at a decent price. Yeah. And the quality just got worse and worse as they tried to like juggle all that shit and just, it, it, yeah, bad, bad times. Uh, and Subway also, in terms of like, you know, how McDonald's prides itself on you go anywhere in the world and know that fucking that burger and fries is going to taste the same yeah. pretty much everywhere yeah. within reason. Yeah. Subway is the most variable restaurant I've ever been to. That's so true. In my life. That is so true. Dude. You could go two blocks down in Halifax to a different fucking Subway and it is a wildly different experience food wise. Yeah. 
yeah, their franchise, their franchises are definitely not like cohesive. There's no consistency. Uh oh. Uh. Zen Mady asks. Unfortunately, the virus uh, has given rise to a lot of conspiracy theories and myths all over the world. What's the wildest conspiracy theory or myth that you've heard in your life? I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go like with the lizard people conspiracy Mm. where like a lot of the elites of the world are like alien or like some lizard people type shit. And you know, there's like video of them with like their eyes that like fucking flicker and they're like, see, see, they're lizard people. Mm. That's probably the craziest one. I mean, I could like flat earth is, is up there. For sure as well, just because it's like you have to literally go out of your way to ignore reality in so many ways to go with flat earth that is just so, crazy to me. Okay, so uh say the question again. The craziest The craziest conspiracy theory or, or myth that you've heard in your in your life. Um Yeah, the flat earth one is pretty that one really hurts me because that one, yeah, that one that one is it's crazy because it's it's so proven and it's just so like it's so it's that's what, what makes it so crazy. Well, what <laughs> blows my mind is that is that it's the people that are in that a lot of them are so into it that if you physically sent them up in a SpaceX rocket would, when it becomes commercial, they'd still say that they were faking it when they got up out of orbit that you could see the the earth and 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 its curve. They'd still say it was fake. So it's like it's an, it's you can't even convince them otherwise. No matter how much you try, it's it's crazy. You can show them reality, and they will still like, yeah. yeah that's yeah. that's the craziest thing about it. Brainwashed. Um, Shady asks, "What's the first thing you wash when you shower?" Uh, my arms. I go, uh, I go, um, shampoo first on the hair. I do my hair, uh, shampoo. And then I, after I've done that, I put the conditioner in cause the conditioner wants to be in for a couple minutes. So I, cause my scalp gets fucking crazy dry. So I have to like leave it on for a couple minutes, shampoo, then conditioner while I'm doing all the other shit, trying to save some time. Mm. So that's, that's what I do. Yeah. I start with my arms. And then my armpits, and then I my chest, my sides, my legs, and my nuts and cock, mm. my ass, and then uh, yeah, and that's you know, that's it. And then I have put some more in, and I squeeze the the thing so that the soap runs down my back, mm. and you know, that's pretty much. Do you have an ass cloth? Uh, yes, I, well, I have two, I have two, uh, squ- what are they called? Those things? Loofas? Loofas. Yeah, oh, I have okay. two loofas. Uh, one of them is specifically for loofing places, and the other <laughs> one's just a general. Yeah, I have, I have a loofah for body everywhere except, except for, uh, the ass. I literally just bring a cloth into the shower that's clean. I'll see, I'll I wash do. my face with it first. And then, like, I use it later for the butt, 
and then that's all it's used for. And then I have a loofah for my the rest of my body. Got to keep right. the cloth for the ass separate from everything I, else. So yeah, see, I, I yeah, so I have I have done it. Okay, I did you? Okay, I have taken a shit. Okay, and wiped my ass sitting down. Okay, how did it go? It probably felt awkward as fuck. It was super awkward. Um, I see why some people do it. Um, so I'm not against it, but I done two wipes. I said, fuck this. And I stood up and I, oh. so I'm back. I'm, I'm back to a stander. I'm, I'm uh, still, oh, whatever I, works. And I haven't asked Kayla yet. So I just haven't even thought of it. Uh, so, but I have tried it personally a few days ago and, uh, Hey, you gave it a shot. Yeah. You gave it a shot. You gave it a trial I'm run. I'm a st- I'm, I'm a stander, and uh, I'm sorry to say it, everybody. There are dozens of us. You know what? My son will also be a stander if I have anything to do. Ah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna look back at you later in life and go, "What the fuck did my dad teach me?" Hey, I taught you how to stand, son. But if it works, it stand works. Proud. Stand mm-hmm. proud. Stand proud. <laughs> but give a little white. <laughs> Stand proud. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my god. Uh, uh, let's see. G bros. Hey guys, what's your favorite Nova War says build? I'm gonna go with like I I'm gonna go with with um my favorite that's also my least favorite, which was the day we decided to do the upside down screen. Oh yeah. Uh because yeah. I legitimately had a headache at the end of that one and I felt like I was gonna vomit. That was a rough one to get through. Mm. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, God, there's so many Nova War says games. I mean, Trippin' Balls has got to be. Yeah, it's probably my it's probably my favorite is Trippin' Balls. Because there was one where I did and I, I hallucinated a whole bunch of units. And they literally and rage quit. And said, Fuck. And he left. That was pretty fun. That was yeah. a good one. Uh... Black Jimmy says, what is something you refuse to share besides the obvious things like toothbrushes, underwear, etc.? Um, something I refuse to share. Um, I don't share forks or spoons. Um, even with my wife, I just refuse. Um, so like, say for example, She's eating dinner. She's like, oh, this is really good. You want to try? I'll go grab a different fork from the, oh, okay. from the drawer and I'll eat it myself. I won't take, like she, on the other hand, she'll grab my spoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, she'll eat whatever, but for whatever, I'm just, I'm just like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what Isn't it, it is. funny how that works like as a mental block because there's really like there's less going on on that fork or spoon than when you're full blown making out with your wife like yeah or or I'm doing other things exactly but you but know? you know but taking some of that salad off that fork mm-hmm. all and the thing is is yeah I'll share a drink so like if she's got uh, a can of of whatever like the other day when she got white claws um and she we got like the variety pack the different uh, flavors. I had only ever tried the mango ones when I bought them there last week. Um, and so she was trying like a cherry one or something, something like that. And she opened it, took a sip, and then she gave me in and I drank it. I didn't think two things of it. But when it comes to a fork and spoon, I just, I don't know what it is. I can't, I just can't share it. I, I've always been like that. Uh, when it, Yeah, if it's with, if it's with M, I mean, I, I'll like 
drinks, food, whatever. The only time that drinks will get me, even if it's a significant other, is if it's a can of something and it's like the last sip because most of that shit's just backwash. Yeah. And so like if it's like a half can, I don't give a fuck. But like there's the my mental block hits me in that last like sip. Can't <laughs> yeah. do it. Uh, uh, but I won't share a can with like anyone else. I can't like or anything like that. Uh, or like forks and spoons. It's it's got to be my significant other. I can't fucking be like, yeah. I just like most things. No, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, Mishitaki, we just answered that. The sitting and wiping. We we got you there. Um, let's see. Will Hawkins asks if you watched any classic sports since we've been in lockdown, and do you prefer classic sports or current sports in regards to the way the games are being played? There's like a lot of sports are like uh, channels are playing old like championship series and shit like that. Have you been have you caught any of that or have you uh, just stayed away from sports in general? Well, I watched the Michael Jordan documentary, so so you I saw got, a lot in that. I saw a lot in that, yeah. and I went on a kick for about a week, um, less than a month ago, where I was watching all kinds of old WWE stuff, like oh, WWE. Right. I was watching a bunch of old matches, watching old storylines, um, watching some YouTube channels that like do um, highlights of people's careers. And you can, you know, it's almost like mini documentaries. So I, I went on a binge for like a week. Wrestling Bios is one I think the channel is called that I watch a lot of. He does a really good job uh, yeah. of the, for that stuff. And yeah, I watched a documentary on like the latest thing for like um, uh, Owen Hart. Uh, mm -hmm. and him passing away and dude, that shit was fucking wild. Um, I mean, I remember seeing it cause I was at, I was at Crimp's house when it happened. Mm. Um, but I didn't know all the crazy shit the WWE did trying to sweep that shit under the rug and all the stuff yep. that went on and his wife and why the Hart family like stepped away, uh, from his wife and everything like that, that, that rabbit hole went deep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've watched a lot of classic wrestling. I watched, um, after the Michael Jordan documentary, I watched a lot of highlights of old basketball. You've heard me say it on the podcast a million fucking times now. Basketball in the eighties and nineties is so fucking superior to current basketball in just about every way from a player perspective and from a viewer perspective. It's not even close. It's a totally different game. You might as well call it something else like dive ball or <laughs> Or, or like pussy net or like some, actually, no, that'd be well, because pussies are tougher. Let's call them like, call it know, three pointer ball. Just three. It's, 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 it's bad and I can't stand it and it hurts me. It hurts me to watch. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I haven't watched any other sports though. Like that's, that's been, that's been, that's been it. Um, bu 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 bum. let's try and get one more here, and that's food time. Yeah, I'm starving. Mm. I'm hangry. <laughs> this is a good one, Mr. Stars. I give you a shout out for this one. This is a good way to end it on this one. Um, Mr. Stars asks, I just finished binging all of the past podcasts since I, uh, since I commute for my summer internship. That's a lot of content. It's a fuck ton. If, uh, if only there was a convenient place for more Nova War or Maximus Black content, care to help a brother out? Why, yes, would you like to plug yourself, Mr. Black? 
Uh, just twitch.tv slash lag TV Maximus Black. It's where you find me. Twitch.tv slash NovaWar and www.warcouncilgaming.com are the two places to catch up with all my content. And that's going to be it, ladies and gentlemen. It's another Take Me Off podcast in the bag. I'm going to go and contemplate showering before dinner because if anyone smells me from within side of like five feet, they (laughs) might die. (laughs) And then I'm going to have pancakes because that's on the fucking Danny Boy's pancakes. For dinner? Hell yeah. For dinner. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Spread the word about the podcast if you enjoyed it. And until next time, stay safe, wear a fucking mask, you asshole, and peace. Peace. Thank you.